everybody. This is an army of bees. I'm the one that edits this thing. H hi. Hey, we need to talk for a second. Uh, before this episode begins, I, I just wanted to take a few minutes to talk about something. Uh, this topic's not exactly one of a lighthearted tone, so if it's too much for some of you to handle, that's understandable. Uh, as usual, chapter timestamps are provided in the episode description. Anyway, after this episode was recorded, news broke out on the internet that Peter Spellos, a, a wide-reaching screen and voice actor and teacher... Uh, that is probably most known in the fandom for his role in Transformers Robots in Disguise as Skybite, uh, he recently received an unexpected diagnosis of stage 3 pancreatic cancer. Um, according to people close to him, uh, Peter is very determined to fight this battle, and he's recently started a chemotherapy regimen. Um, as you know, that shit's not cheap. Uh, one of his acting students has set up a GoFundMe to assist with his treatment, specifically to help get him into an assisted living facility, uh, increasing his mobility, and uh, taking out other costs such as storage fees, out-of-pocket medical expenses, and any other bills that come his way. Peter greatly needs help, and fans have stepped up to a massive degree in the last two days alone. Over $10,000 has already been raised to help him out, but I think... With the kind of reach this fandom has, and the way this fandom kind of gets together on good causes, we can help take this a little bit further. Uh, his GoFundMe is at 20% of the way to his goal, and if you want to learn more, and if you want to help out in any sort of way, you can find out more at tinyurl.com slash greatestshark. Times are tough all around, and look, I get it. You can't donate, I understand. Things are rough. But please... At the very worst, just share the link, help get the word out. Uh, R.I.D. was a very important era for the TFW website, and hey, guess what? These chuckle fucks have been recording this podcast for 15 years for the, the TFW site, and let's, let's try to do something here. Let's, let's do something good. Uh, anyway, uh, thanks for taking a few minutes out of your regularly scheduled podcast to hear me ramble about this uh, cancer sucks it's a very important thing in my head at all times it's something that's always just in the back of my mind but let's just get back to your regular show thanks oh jesus they've been talking for a bit uh they've been going on about card games and board games for like five minutes now i i should probably turn on the theme music Right about... Hmm. Now. What the fuck's going on down there? T. T. I don't think I'm gonna... I don't think I'm gonna get Transformers Robo Rally, like, right away. I can't solo it. But I would like to play it sometime. And I don't want to, the thing is, I don't want to say, now that Transformers is there, I want to play Robo Rally, but like, I also, I, I have never played Robo Rally, so I'd like to play it, and I feel like a Transformers version is something that could show up at TFCon. Oh, uh, easily. Like, I, at such point as I get it, that may be the thing that ends up in all the drivable Transformer meetup trips, because... They simplified the rule set a bunch for, uh, or not a bunch, but they simplified the rule set from the old, air quotes, Robo Rally. Although it's, I mean, it's, 
the game itself is technically older than Magic, but published after Magic because Richard Garfield designed it and took it to Wizards of the Coast. And they said, hey, we can't make a board game with these like pewter bits and models and stuff, but we could do something with trading cards. Could you think of something with trading cards? And then he, and then he made them infinity and, money. And then he, like, <laughs> yeah, cr- came up with infinity money for a bunch of different people. And then uh, he went back and said, so about that uh, that game I wanted to make. And they said, yes, Dr. Garfield. How would you like it made, Dr. Garfield? <laughs> Yeah, that's correct. Yes, you f- you kept forgetting to say my actual first name. So- <laughs> um, yeah, you went from Richie Boy to uh, um, but yeah, then then Robo Rally was released by them, and then it bounced around for a while, and now it now it's with Renegade, and that now yeah. since they have trans, I wouldn't be well. Mm, I was gonna say I wouldn't be surprised to see like a GI Joe version, but I. Yeah, they've got vehicles, but they're smart people. I don't know. I don't know. I think we. I think with Robo Rally because it's not as easily digestible for the general public as this box is a bunch of cards. They probably try Transformers, uh, and I bet if it sells well, they immediately go like, "Okay, so let's do a you know GI Joe vehicles version, Power Rangers Zords version." Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, part of Robo Rally uh, is that you're programming with... in five moves, then not changing that because they're just robots on a factory floor that don't have inherent intelligence. Versus, like Transformers have intelligence, so that's 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 only writing. that's only working because they're they're robots. GI Joe or My yeah. Little Pony or Power Rangers are maybe a little bit further stretch from that. Well, Power Rangers and GI Joe, it's it's piloted vehicles. You're just like uh, uh, the bats took over all the GI Joe vehicles, and the the morphing grid is on autopilot. Then with MLP, they're just like Discord cast a spell on their brains. I don't know. They're horses. They're all <laughs> dumb, aren't they? Have you ever seen a horse just like freak out because of a paper bag that's not even moving? Like, are you telling me you've never programmed a horse brain? <laughs> uh. Well, that's a perfect way to kick off WTF and TFW episode 635, Horse Brain Programming uh, Incorporated. It's our new venture we're launching on uh, Kickstarter, and I hope that you all join us for uh, for many riches to come in the space. Uh, I am joined by Aaron, who is going to be uh, helping kick off our brand new pony currency, um, Cerebra Pony Currency. Uh, Aaron, hello, welcome. I've not agreed to any sort of thing like that. Well, not yet. Not going to be a part of some crypto scam or... <laughs> pulling the rug out from underneath a bunch of people. It's not, it's not on, crypto, it's Cerebra. On, on, your, it's on your horse coin. <laughs> also joining us uh, from what's... I was about to say, from what some may refer to as the land of crypto, but I actually have no idea. I just assume that that's a thing over in yonder state. But hi, TJ, what's going on? I, I have been asked at the toy shop if we accept cryptocurrency as payment and... Uh... The answer is no. One to one on Bitcoin. The answer is always going one to be Bitcoin no. for one what? USD. <laughs> I mean, you know what? If you want to be really kind, you say, "Okay, so you you that means you can go and just uh, to the ATM and change it out to cash for us, right?" <laughs> and then they're like, "Uh, uh, uh, you'll be millionaires." Um. We still have some Bitcoin exchange offices around Toronto, but I think they just left the banner up. Yeah, they just uh, left the banner up when we were walking around <laughs> uh, just before um, 
uh, TFCon, we saw quite a few like BTC exchange places that were, unless BTC is some sort of like plywood board, um, they're probably all shuttered. Yeah. I built my house out of BTC <laughs> 14 ply, actually. Uh, it's stronger than steel. Uh, it just doesn't exist is the only problem. Um, but uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about some uh, some lister questions, some acquisitions. Also, we're all coming on, we're all coming off of conventions, and we we're all now into the part of the convention horizon where I think we've all regained some of our strength because we all individually each went to one of our own big conventions, and Aaron came to mine as well because it was TFCon. <laughs> so Aaron did a, did double duty. And then TJ, you had you had uh, Metricon where you guys had. Uh, oh, I was thinking of all these great names when I was grocery shopping today. You, uh, what I mostly remember is you you put out a PSA that you guys had some kind of like we have Sam Pepper at home like dollar store knockoff YouTube prankster like Steve Paprika, uh, <laughs> going going to like you know hey this I heard this convention was nice. What if I do the the classic Florida thing people think people do? Um, but aside from that, wrestle alligators. <laughs> yes, um, grab some uh, some alligator cosplayers and then, like you know, just tell them, like, "Yo, kayfabe, brother, um, don't remember we're all smart." Um, but TJ, I'm assuming Metrocon went went well, uh, other than that ugliness. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Like it's it's a yeah. it's a really well run convention, so it was fun. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Yep. Everything went everything went smoothly. Nothing caught fire this year. This year, <laughs> in full disclosure, I don't know any year where things caught fire. And this, well, full fuller disclosure, there is a fire show. Obviously, things caught fire, but not metaphorically a, caught fire. This is the wholesome version of footnotes on the footnotes. Uh, well, Gen Con also had almost a fire, at least fire code. Um, uh, disruption in that Aaron, you weren't you weren't on the side. It sounded it sounded like you weren't on the side of the room that was heavily affected. But Gen Con accidentally had a, a new MTG Finance style card game launch at Gen Con. So uh, <laughs> Lorcana, you want to talk Lorcana? Okay. Uh, so Lorcana is from Ravensburger, like? <laughs> um, which is a game company, and so I guess starting. Late in the evening on Wednesday, a line started forming, and so there is going into, like, the main area of where the convention hall space is, there is a long hallway, and long, wide hallway, corridor, hallway implies narrow, corridor is is wide, and there are two, like, straight-in axes to the that and then at the end of the corridor there's another access way into the room because it kind of takes an l-shape around part of this and apparently approximately half of this very large corridor space if you go look up gen con door opening crush on google or whatever (laughs) you get the idea of the numbers of people that are there supposedly Approximately a third or a half of that space come Thursday morning was a kind of self-assembled line to get to that booth. 
somebody at some point in time from Ravsburger had come out is the story that I've heard. This is all the stories that I've heard because I stayed the hell away from it. Um, yeah. At one point in time had come out and said, yes, if you guys wait here, we'll keep this as the line. And then supposedly about a half hour before the doors opened, some Gen Con people came along and said, no, there's no official line for this. And then they opened doors. And what happened was people that had been in this kind of orderly line-ish thing became a scrum. And one of those doors that opened, like the door that they thought they were going to go in wasn't one of the doors that they opened to let people in and out of. Because this is a really, really big convention hall. And I think that there are actually like four access doors into the convention hall on the long side of the corridor. Maybe something like that, but they only open a couple of them up for like crowd control reasons. So you don't have just tons of it and up anyway. So a bunch of people that were not at the front of this line ended up at the front of the line at the booth and were able to buy their two starters and the, whatever the name of their first release bo- oh, it was, booster uh, boxes. It was one, one of everything, basically. Or, or one of everything. It was one of everything to a, to a comical degree. So you could buy one booster box, one of each of the three starters, one single booster pack. Yeah. And that was all that yeah, you could the, buy. The first chapter is what their first release is. Um, so that you yeah. could buy that. And then, like, these people that were at the front of the line that then wasn't aligned and, again, later was, like, were supposedly waiting for the whole day in order to get as such. And somewhere along the way, Gen Con said, oopsie, our bad. Like, there was miscommunication between different levels, and somebody else was saying, well, Ravsberger told him that it was going to be this big thing, and Ravensburger said it was going to be this big thing, and the Gen Con said, nah, we can handle it, and then it turns out that, like, maybe they didn't think all the way through, and, like, yep. latest TCG crossed with Disney, should have known, but, hey, people, ha- also, people have also, blind spots. Also, this, this is important. It was also known for the last month that this opening run of product going to Gen Con and just FLGSs was very limited compared to the September product launch going to big box yeah. stores. So there was fervor. I actually I followed this that whole day yeah. because I was like, I want to just see all the gossip. So what happened? Here, here's basically the timeline is Ravensburger. They're actually oddly innocent in a lot of this because they, they maintained... They were like, we, we did tell Gen Con that we were aware of a very big product hype around what we were doing and that we should maybe sort something out. Uh, and then after that whole, you know, kind of miscommunicated debacle of that opening day, Ravensburger were quick to say, like, we have products set aside for mm-hmm. every day. Yeah. So it's not over. Yeah, they, they... Uh, also, we have once again reached out to Gen yeah. Con. <laughs> and then a few hours later, Gen Con was like, hey, everyone. We've noticed that there's a lot of interest in Lorcana, yeah. and we're going to have an organized lineup overnight for it if you so, are so inclined. So then Dealer Hall closes at 6 p.m. on Thursday. The line for Friday starts at 6 p.m. And then there were people that <laughs> were in line from 6 p.m. Thursday night to 10 a.m. Friday morning. In order to be, again, first in line. And they were, like, I think I saw a lot of people with nipped corners on badges 
And so I'm pretty sure they were yep. like docking your badge so that you could only ever get one round of it to wit. Like people, there, there was somebody yep. that I was talking to on Saturday that some, it was like, yeah, somebody told me I should go in the lower con that they would pay me to go in the lower con line and wait for him. And I said, no way. Uh, just so they could get the the yeah, first yeah. the first round of stuff because they found out there was a new rarity level of card. Uh, yeah, and... uh, worth mentioning the new rarity level is alt art only. So the again credit to Ravensburger. No gameplay mechanics are blocked behind that rarity yeah. level, uh, which was nice to see. Uh, I actually have a happy ending to this. Apparently, on Sunday, people were able to just walk up and still buy a booster box. Yeah, that, morning, and and that's so. what I I also heard is that like even sat like Saturday afternoon, like because they were saying you know one only, um, like you're not, you're not getting more than that. That it was uh, you know, definitely limiting the people that were going bug nutty over it. But yeah, so there's already, um. Yeah, the the enchanted. I guess they're still going for like a thousand dollars because they're like special, super well, premium. They're, they're foil. rare. They're really rare. But it was like the, the art's nice. At, the stuff that was at Gen Con was like if you had oh my god seventy five thousand dollars for one because That's it's fake. a slab <laughs> because it's a slabbed Beckett tin. Oh. Hi, Beckett. Oh, Welcome oh, and it's not even one of the Gen Con ones. It's the D23 Expo one. Uh, oh, yeah, it's like the Musketeer yeah. or whatever. Why do I, why do I, I'm not even going to buy a lot. I've been thinking maybe I'll get a starter deck because it comes with a booster pack, and I like the idea mm -hmm. that you get booster packs so you can do a bit of deck tweaking. But yeah. Also, TJ, this is all just so you know. This is launching in the next month, so get ready. <laughs> I don't know if you've had interest over at, at Yonder Store. Uh, we... We've had people asking for it. I don't think it's something our distributor is able to get for if, us. That's been yeah. yeah, that's been the big dish is that right now it's it's going to a couple game like local stores and then a bunch of targets in Disney parks and and Barnes and Nobles and then they're gonna try to wave it out again. Like Ravensburger to like again, Ravensburger is a company that is generally seems to be pretty non toxic about all this. They're just limited by like their experience and their industry context yeah. as far as getting production done. Cause a lot of people have been saying like Disney can't keep up with all this. And it's like, no, I think Disney is just the kind of licensor who doesn't help you after you get the license is my understanding. Yeah. Well, and then like how much of this is even in Disney's like manufacturing wheelhouse. It's not like they have well, exactly. TCGs. That's why they people licensed assuming, it out. Right. Yeah. That's all. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, people are assuming Disney money must be able to fund it. And it's like, no, if you really want to get into who has money to fund things, Disney can't fund just making a million cards right now because Watsy has like gotten in there after Amazon took all the cardboard is the exact order of operations. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that that's what's going on, most probably. Uh, but yeah, but yeah so that was very interesting to watch from afar. That was, you know, just the the bonkers thing of seeing people like camping out for that long for either, either the, this is going to be the limited thing that I'm going to buy a box of and put in the closet and come back in 10 years and, and, you know, fund my unborn children's retirement fund ideas of speculatory card game nonsense or the Disney side thereof. 
And then, yeah, by the end of it, you know, if I'd really wanted it, I could have gotten it. But at the same time, I was like, I, I don't even want to go like, cause at one point in time, I, I think it was for the, for Friday that they moved it. Like you couldn't get the Lorcana stuff at the Ravensburger booth. It was at other location so that it wasn't even in the dealer hall because they didn't have a great, like the thing that was fighting through on Thursday was like the line was on the side because where they were, there was no like good place for a lineup. So it was like, okay, you eight people are the next chunk of line. You're coming with this line volunteer guide person to cross this hall, cross this hallway (laughs) or cross this pathway to then be in the next chunk of stuff. So it was it was something that sounded like there is so much insanity around this. I don't even want to be involved in it because I'm going to get sucked in and spend three hours trying to to do whatever. And especially there are are people who actually got who got put off the game by all this because there's there are, you know, board gamers who already don't really like TCG as a Mm -hmm. sales model. And then they were kind of looking at this because, you know, it's Ravensburger. It's a different company. Yeah. And I, it's, it's completely valid, like rational or not. I think it's completely valid that some folks at Gen Con were just like, you know what? <laughs> I am not touching this game. I want nothing to do yeah. with this. I saw enough. <laughs> yeah. And that's, I mean, that's the unfortunate thing is it seems like the last couple of big TCGs that have come out have been like more aimed at like, oh, you, yo, dog, you see how much that Alpha Black Lotus went for? Like, that's going to be this. And it's like, well... Yeah, the reason why those ancient MTG cards go for so much is because they didn't make a lot of them. And it was 30 years ago versus now everybody sees that. And so, yeah, they're going to make as many as they can in the first releases and probably keep making it because schmucks will buy into it as an investment platform when it won't be. I mean, Beanie Babies were going to be like how many people's retirement funds? Nothing, nothing in the... Nothing in the messaging of, of games like this. I always specifically, I think of Lorcana and I think of Flesh and Blood. And, like, both games' messaging was very much like, as far as gameplay goes, we're, we're not going to make it difficult mm-hmm. to play our game and get playable game pieces. So, like, all the legwork done to make the games look like that was by people. And especially for Flesh and Blood, they sort of damaged that game when it came out by by creating that hype cycle that made people think that that was the whole game's purpose. So, you know, I, I hope, like, Lork, I looked into how Lorcana works. It looks like it's a good game. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm, like, going to go, like, hardcore on it, but, like, I'm hoping that friends who like it bring it to conventions so I can, you know, yeah, play a game with it. I, it looks fun. I am hoping to get um, a couple of starters at FL at uh, an FLGS and see it, and then yeah. probably have to buy one of every Stitch card because Alfie has a Stitch problem about as bad as she has a Jazz problem. Maybe worse than she has a Jazz problem. Hot yeah, she has a stitch problem as well. Hopefully, he doesn't have a super rarity card. Uh, he's he's got a few of them. Um, <laughs> yeah, but like the the new one or whatever. Yeah, oh the yeah, the, the pfft, you can buy that herself. I already spent enough money on her truck. That's her <laughs> truck. That's what we got. Maybe. Um, um, we should we should move on though and get on to uh, starting off this listener question acquisitions run. Uh, and then uh, near the end, I'm going to do a vibe check, see if we want to chat some more convention talk. Uh, just uh, Generally, for TFCon, the nice thing is there there is a panel, that uh, a podcast panel that is up, I believe, mm-hmm. on YouTube uh, somewhere on the... on. I forgot if Transmissions has two YouTube channels or not, but it, it is there. Uh, Probably they seem that. like the type that have to have the overarching brand in all the sub-channels. 
Well, I just can't remember Shots if they have a channel or not. <laughs> uh, but we're gonna we're gonna start off with listener question from Auto Tot. Says hi guys, thanks for the great content. You make my drive to work enjoyable. Transformers fans often complain about kibble, but I think they're missing the point. Kibble is part of Transformers aesthetic. I don't want my M1 Abrams tank to become Dave the anatomically correct humanoid. I like it when you can tell what a robot's alt mode is in robot form. Do you agree with me? And if so, so I guess I'll say I. Do any of us disagree? <laughs> and should I just stop reading the? I'm assuming we all agree with that part to some degree. Action uh, Masters are the okay, pinnacle of Transformers technology because they no way they all have oh, wait they all have parts on them too. There's, uh, so if so, we'll just say we'll, we'll assume why on this one uh, for yes. Which bots do you think have the best kibble? Or to put it another way, which bots own their kibble? As if they're saying yes, I'm a robot who used to be a blank. What of it? Good example would be uh, MMC's Hearts of Steel Shockwave. So technically the Hearts of Steel Shockwave design. Uh, there's no mistaking what, in robot mode, his alt mode used to be. His calves are propellers, his chest is a bridge, his gatling gun is a smokestack, his ammo belt is an anchor, his fist is a naval battering ram. He used to be an ironclad warship. He'll stomp on anyone who mocks his silhouette. Uh, also, do you think we need a more positive word than kibble? And if so, what should it be? So I used to think kibble was a dumb word till I found out where it came from. And I believe it comes from... Uh, the same kind of place as Greeble, like it comes from from model uh, SFX house, yeah, model making, yeah, yeah. So, I, I mean, I think it's kind of a funny word because of you know the connotation with things that dogs eat, but it actually comes from something. So there's no real need to replace it, um, and it, I don't think it's ever really been the way it's been used as a derogatory is in the sense that there are hypothetical people who want kibbleless transformers, and I. Just, I'm going to do a quick editorial, a really fast one. I think there is a habit of people who just say that they they complain. Like, I think some complaints about kibble just come from I have to find something that is wrong with this. So uh, to a certain degree, I think that like so, the way that our culture has moved. So I critically, think I think where there are where 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 to to editorialize against your editorial. Um, I think that there are places yeah, where kibble that. is not good, in that it's things like, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, like Car Robot two thousand, um, like the Car Brothers. All of them had some big piece side sideswipe, especially or sideburn, sideswipe, side yeah, side sideburn, sideburn, perf, my, speed my, breaker, my speed breaker <laughs> had his big shield. <laughs> arm thing that meant that like that arm yeah. couldn't really use and so stuff like that i think that's where like kibble became a thing versus just like nah the dude's got a car hood um, well, on we, his we got chest the same editor. i mean yeah like let's let's like like yeah let's define here because it makes because yeah. the question kind of makes it sound sound like any vehicle showing in the robot mode is kibble and that's not yeah. what kibble is kibble is yeah, very that, much R.I.D. sideburn where there's literally just car parts hanging off of robot parts doing nothing. We, we all got the same editor. Actually, we yeah. do. It's Jared. Hello there. But we all got the same editor because that's basically the point I was making is like, I have noticed there is a habit like because generationally critical thought has started to get a little bit autopilot in the general public. And when it comes to Transformers feedback, it sometimes manifests. It's just like, oh, I noticed there's a wheel here, you know, mm -hmm. or something like that. And it's kind of like. It's kind of like, okay, like that, that feels like you don't even actually mind. You were just looking to be able to point out the thing that's wrong. And we are getting kind of trained to do that in a, in a sort of toxic way, I think, um, to the degree that, that the gen pub public does it. Cause yeah, basically I, 
I always at some point go like, you want there to be car parts on it though. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think we, we generally are agreeing like bad kibble is stuff like your, your speed breaker shield is always the classic. Your, your, um, mock kick horse head. Um, your, uh, oh, who's the one? Your breaks entire body. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. (laughs) So yeah. I mean, I'm not even sure to call that kibble. Is it just call that just like not really trying to figure out the engineering on a penguin? Well, they they figured out the engineering to make a penguin fold up into three distinct shapes that hide on the back of a robot who hides in the middle of the three distinct shapes. So there's a thing that happens. And, and Look, you, tra- you transform a penguin by getting there. a spoon, and you carve out every... Oh, no, wait. That's an IRL transformation, yes. And so that's how I transform... Uh, a lot. That's how I transform a lot of fruit and vegetables that have uh, round shapes. Um... I actually have have been a, become an avocado spooner because uh, it seems like it's more efficient. Um, but yeah, uh, the the actual so the crux of the question is actually like who's got the good stuff? In which case, you know, I guess it's like you know who who has I would say to define it who has a lot showing and still also makes it look good would probably be the way to look at this. Um, and by proxy. You can't really like say, oh, Fort Max, because like once you get into like the the space the space thing transformers, it's sort of like their alt modes are made of body parts, so they're cheating. They don't even they don't know what kibble is. <laughs> Met- Metroplex and Fortress Maximus, like Metroplex sometimes has wheels on him, but <laughs> otherwise there there is no city on Earth that looks like Metroplex's alt mode um, yet. So yeah, like, exactly. Uh, Hearts of Steel Shockwave is, like, I think a great one, um, because, it, yeah, every, every major chunk of his body is a major chunk of that warship. And it's Anything out of Hearts of Steel is like that. Like, yeah. that, that was yeah. that was one where the aesthetic was what their vehicles were. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, like, and I, I, I'm sure if I really dug into the Hearts of Steel designs, there's probably one that gets a bit silly, because they also were made for artwork first, mm-hmm. but... Off the top of my head, I can't think of one that really like gets like you know really silly with that stuff. Um, TJ, can you can you think of a, of a couple that like that like wear it well? Because yeah, you know, I think we all are showing our fandom age that like when someone says kibble, we're like, oh, bad kibble, speed breaker, mm-hmm. freaking speed breaker and break. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, but those are classic examples because their kibble is literally hanging off of sticks that are attached to their <laughs> robot forms. Hundred like, percent. <laughs> like that that's about that's about as real as kibble gets and we admit like they've been cleaning those things up since then so i think you oh, kind of yeah. have to go back to that to re- really find like really strong kibble examples these like these days kibble is like the third half of the like the like the third you know one third of the vehicle mode hanging mm-hmm. off the back side yeah how how yeah. It, how okay, like that's most kibble jets today. are like I don't know. We kind of collapse the wings down and hide it behind his profile, but it kind of matches what the the animation's profile was anyway. So that's yeah, right, but, even though it's but, not doing anything for the transformation. That's the thing, though. Like, like kibble. Yeah, but like kibble, like for kibble wise, like wings like that are like classic because like a character with wings still looks really cool. You know, so any any jet bird whatever wearing the wings on the back is going to look fine. If you want, like, honestly, like. If we go to like kibble that was worn really well, I don't even have to leave RID, and I would point to mock alert prowl because mm-hmm. like the because his like, the, his is really just like the skirt, the door skirts. 
Well, well, it's the it's, it's good, well, though. yeah, well, for, well, yeah, well. For one, he handles his kibble well because it folds up to the back really nice. And what's still there and exposed, it's the hip skirts, which is a very samurai look. It work it works really well for him, and yeah. it's the forearm shield that mounts his rocket launchers. You know that works really, really well. I, I also like that I we we are now hitting that point where we're just using both of their names because. <laughs> Because they all have names that have Got kind of like gone on to mean other things. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I would agree. Like even back then, I thought that that um, I think this is say Prowl. I thought that Pro- no, I'm gonna say Mock Alert. I thought that Mock Alert uh, was the best of both worlds because um, there there used to be the argument that Wild Rider <laughs> slash Ironhide wore it the best because a chunk of the car was his forearm. But then it's like technically when you. Th- Oh, sorry. X. Damn it. Right. Ironhide <laughs> was the cow print uh, Hot Wheels car. Uh, yeah, but he... I think you mean Universe Ratchet, right? Yeah, Universe Ratchet. Sorry. Um, <laughs> he, he was the one where it was like, up front, he looks like he does it the best until you transform him enough times. And you're like, wait a second. I keep having to take all these stupid sticks off the bottom and stick them onto his backpack where they're all higgledy-piggledy. Um like he's he's deceptive. Uh, mock, mock alert. Prowl uh, is like I I still maintain an actual just solid transformer because um, you you unfold a lot of stuff that stays chunky on him like for that era. So I I, I think he he wears it pretty well too. Um, I would also say actually a bunch of Studio Series stuff is both the good and the bad in this because Studio Series is the modern line that has to work with a lot of that same sort of baggage. And so, like, you know, excellent kibble use, I would say, is Studio Series Hot Rod uh, from last night, uh, where he has demonstrable car parts all over his body. And in fact, none of it is cheat either. Like, all the wheels are the wheels, and the hood is the hood. Uh, it all, like, reshapes and stuff and is visible, and it doesn't disappear. Um, like, he's he gets the closest, I think, to just turning into anatomically correct robot man but he still wears enough car parts to like really make it look like the car actually morphed um and then conversely you've got like the stock photos for studio series mirage and nightbird which i think will look better in person but um you know at a glance they look like they are actually kind of suffering under all that or a studio series volkswagen bumblebee since he's like the one who you know was designed halfway through the reshoots or whatever and so he just has tons of Volkswagen stuff hanging off of him uh, in a way that seems really ill-fitting and then also doesn't look like, you know, the clean on-screen model whatsoever. Um, I think Studio Series is really a good source for this stuff because since Generations has gone in on all this cartoon stuff, it means everyone's kind of hunky-chunky, right? In in Legacy and in, in the trilogies that we're getting for the most part, like some outliers, but so many characters are made of chunk and hunk that like they can't actually wear the kibble badly. (laughs) Um, But it's, it's a, it's an interesting topic like to think of historically, I think for the most part. And, and then you also look at like what we complain about right now or what I say we, but you know what, what general public input might complain about at length with current toys. And you compare that to like use net, era conversations about kibble and it's it's fascinating stuff you know uh i'm not saying like go learn your history but like it it is interesting to see like what we have now compared to back then um hypothetically 
do you do either of you guys have like a word that jumps to mind as a replacement for kibble because i mean i've always had the i've always into this day still kind of push neo classics because it is a strictly better term than the silly one that everyone uses uh like do either of you ever have ideas for like a way to refer to that stuff other than kibble or istj like there's also the point to make of like is there a, a different word that could be used for like the strictly derogatory like parts on sticks other than just saying parts on sticks i guess i mean junk like are you asking me to come up with like a like a cute little term for it because we're gonna call it stick junk <laughs> uh, i was about to say stick wiggle but that's starting to get a little bit a little bit like far flung from the definition i guess i i, I don't think i don't think we can get that to take off this guy's speed breakers got way too much stick wiggle going on i'm gonna time travel back to 2001 and go post it on usenet Go post it on, on uh, BWTF. <laughs> uh, I was I was having a moment um, the other week uh, explaining old fandom to someone who wasn't around for old fandom, uh, and it's such an interesting topic to go and dive back into uh, academically. Um, yeah, I remember going back, and someone someone pointed me to like the old Usenet posts, like the newsgroup posts of like the first time someone had seen a cryotech and ever uh, it was on ebay and everyone was convinced it was a fake i remember that i remember that those are those are the dark days i think the before 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 that wasn't solved for months that was that yeah that was that was back when spooky with two q's was the only source for leaks uh yeah (laughs) specifically and don't talk about this in the thread because it's banned but I was um I was on I was on uh, uh another podcast I got invited on modular I think I think modular mechanics I'm gonna go double check uh modular media and they cover me- mechanical stuff and uh, I was mentioning that like m- in my own Discord I added some rules recently and one of the rules about like if you're gonna try to rules lawyer your way through things and try to say I'm following the rules haha you can't do anything was quote i was on tfw 2005 when there was a news and politics forum in the early 2000s don't think i can't tell if you're trying to be a sneak i'll melt your brain with my psychic powers <laughs> and i'm basically saying like you know for those of you who are young enough for this to sound really spooky tfw 2005 had a news and politics forum before and during the historical 9-11 so be glad that that was all lost in a database error because think about internet and that and and boy howdy be glad that that was all lost uh and then going you know, old old fandom stuff is just, it's on my mind lately um Aaron you were there for that right you were on in 2001 i think yeah yeah ugo it was ugo time um mhm anyway and the long long before yeah <laughs> In the, I think that predates us. I, I, we met, didn't meet till two thousand two or three. I think, right? Yeah, it's been. It's been one week. Uh, yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah, right, right. It, it was o two or o three when I met more than one person at a convention. Because I remember that was momentous to me. I, I don't. I don't like thinking about the forward traveling of time in such fashions. <laughs> Oh, it was all it was all just last week, technically. Um 
But hey, that brings us uh, to our first little round of Acquisition Inquisition Selections. Uh, I added another word to the, <laughs> the topic. Because we're going to do uh, two little shots of this. We're going to do our hot potato thing of going once around the table. Then we're going to go once around the table again. And then we're going to move on. And then maybe we'll do it again later. So to, to kick things off, uh, Aaron, I'm going to give you a, a quick break so you can uh, readjust to the present and, and de-skeletonize after me bringing up Ugh. the year 2001. Uh, TJ, have you, <laughs> you got a Transformer you'd like to uh, highlight first? Um, let's talk about Studio Series Snarl. Yeah, um, just because my brain is really getting confused by the fact that there are now three Studio Series. That's 86, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. I just couldn't remember. There's no gamer edition snarl yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Big leader. Uh, the one with a sword, etc. Yes. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Which canonically, yes, he's the only one in the original animation that had a sword. So eat it. I don't know. <laughs> if, uh, Suck uh, be mad. Be mad, and also be be, be bigger mm -hmm. and be better. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so uh, pretty common at this point for these things. It is a really, really nice figure. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is about Studios or Dinobots, but it feels like every time they just put everything into it all at once and it comes out really, really good. I, I think he is uh, like strictly the best one, too. Like It just feels like every little niggle, every little qualm that you could bring up about the past three was like specifically fixed on him. As far as build quality, uh, he's, he's lovely. Yeah, build quality-wise, he does feel really, really nice. Uh, Engineering-wise, I think with these, I start looking for what is the trick he does. Because mm -hmm. that's what I took away from... Uh, that's what I took away from Slug and S Sludge, especially, was that like the engineering to pull this off gets really clever sometimes. Yeah, you know, and he's got some of his own. I don't think he has like quite the magic of the other two, but there's still some clever stuff. I like how the head. I like how the inside of his head is painted so it blends in in robot mode. Yeah, <laughs> subtle trick, but it works. Uh, I do. I do like how it stows away the front the front beast mode legs. That's good. I I'm like really surprised at how nice his like rear legs into arms works. Yeah, all the details and just... click points are like... Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's all these big chunk parts that are smashed together into a big meaty leg. Like it, And it, it's a very simple way of handling it, but it works really, really well. Yeah, I, I'm, uh, I'm also just still enamored with what the torso does. It's very minor, but like, it's the fact that the torso does little funny things, but they also tab into place when you do them. That makes it feel like yeah. you, you've cracked a code, and it, it just feels very satisfying. Yeah, I don't really use instructions to transform these days. I kind of like figuring it out myself. And when when I noticed his chest could lift up from the bottom, I started like, like okay, what torso magic is this one going to work? And uh, as it turns out, it just lifts up enough to tuck his feet in. Uh, yeah, but then it then when it, it was a little it, when it, tabs it underwhelmed down, me at first. Like when it tabs down though, there's something about that. It's 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 nothing, but it's like also the world to me. I don't know how to describe it. Mm. <laughs> I mean these these have been full of moments like that where it's 
the way they figured out how to make these Dinobots just feels really, really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have a quick question because my I still have to fix it on mine. How's your How's his sword on yours? Because mine is in a word bent. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. Yeah, yeah. So for those for those unaware, if you have not particularly bought your snarl yet or found one at all, um, the spine like the spines of his back obviously are a softer plastic. They kind of have to to resist breaking and you know not murder children. Uh. But his sword is made of the same stuff. So it is, uh, it can be floppy. It can be curved. Um, mine's not bad. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I, whenever there's a soft product like that, I do panic a little bit, but mine's okay. It's, it's mostly like at, at first glance, <clears throat> it doesn't look like it's the same material because they painted it. Uh, and it's, it threw me off for a bit. Because the paint does actually help it stay a little bit stiffer, I think. But then mm-hmm. I noticed over time mine actually had like a droop to one side, and I was like, "I'm going to take a chance." And I just gave a little, a little bit of a, a little bit of a bend with my two fingers, and it went immediately. And I was like, "Okay, I just have to boiling water soak this, uh, and then you know, hot cold treatment it, and it should be fine." But yeah, uh, yeah, it was deceptive because it's painted silver. So at first I was kind of like, mm-hmm. "Oh no, do I have to rebend ABS?" Because I've done that. And it's doable, but it's it's uncomfortable. <laughs> it doesn't feel nice when you do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I love is that there's a mounting point on the beast mode's back for that sword. Hmm. Yeah, uh, or you can you can also stick it under his, his it, under it can, his dino chin if you want. Yeah, which is probably the more preferred method. But just mm-hmm. there's a there's the stock photo of him using it like it was a gun, and it's like you're not stabbing anyone with that. You're certainly not slashing anyone with it. He's shooting. Uh, he's it's shooting a cute knife attempt, energy. Snarl. He's shooting knife energy. <laughs> yeah, right. Snar- Snarl's a big Zelda fan. <laughs> just, he he needs that laser shooting out of his sword. Uh, yeah, he's a uh, you know the, he he's he's just like such a, a total package. He he almost feels like the payoff for these Dinobot SS eighty six is coming out like you know once every year and a half or so, um, because like the the gains he makes when you when I messed with him and then and messed with Grimlock briefly right afterwards I was like yeah every little thing on Grimlock that I wish was different is specifically different on Snarl um and so you know it it's a little bit of a Yamato Arcadia Macross kind of thing but I don't really mind it because it's like if I really want a new Grimlock like I'm sure that once Swoop comes out a year later or two they're gonna do a box set version like maybe in toy colors and I am kind of assuming that if that happens, they're all going to reap some tolerance benefits. Because I heard Shattered Glass Grimlock already feels better um, compared to SS86 Grimlock. Like, in, in minor but important ways to someone like me. Mm. Um, I'd actually be curious how the G2 one turned out then. Right, I forgot. that. That's Is that out-out now? Or is that pre That's out-out. It's out-out. Okay, I should... There must be feedback by now. I'll, I'll poke some people I know who would care about that stuff. <laughs> uh well I'm glad I'm glad that your snarl turned out well. I'm I'm guessing that you're like like many at some point it went from I'll just pick them up if I see them to like well now I have four. So you're you're on team swoop where is he? I'm I, assuming. Well, I I, w- I was down from day 1 for these cuz I love me some Dinobots and I really was unhappy with the power of the prime ones. 
So this is, mm. yeah, this this has been spot on. But like, I've always like since childhood been a Swoop fan. That was my Dinobot, and I'm just I understand why Swoop comes last, but it is nevertheless annoying. Yeah, I was going to say, and yet it's somehow rude because everything about Swoop feels like he's the one who comes second to last because he's like the break they <clears> take. <throat> Before they do whatever the the fifth well you know, pudgy one is, wait. I feel like they knew from the get go they're going to do all five Dinobots. They got to space them out so they're not sharing retail space at any given time. And they knew if they had to stretch it out for over the course of years, which they have, that means budget's going to shrink. So like, mm-hmm. I feel like that's why Grimlock and Slug got little minifigures. Because that eats up some of the expected budget that they're going to have later. So then you move on to, you know, like, Slug and Snarl. Well, a little bit thinner now. We don't need the minifigures, but hey, we plan for that. Swoop's going to be a little bit smaller to begin with, to be in scale. So he has to come last just to make sure that he can still be made. I, I also hope he comes with four swords that specifically do not fit into the peg holes in the Dinobot's hands. Um, <laughs> that's, that's my little hope because <laughs> it would be very funny to me. Uh, all right, well, let's, uh, let's, let's bop along then. Aaron, uh, if, if we have managed to reassert you to present time, um, where, uh, so, good times so funny story. The one I want to talk about throws me back to one of the first transformers I ever bought or bought, I say oh, bought, no! but, uh, that was given to me. Uh, one of the Transformers that's in my little box of the Transformers, what I've had forever, is Brawn. And there's a whole new studio series, Brawn. And man. Yeah. Man, oh man. Oh man, oh man. This has no reason to be triggering some more of those what I remember as a little kid of the the right color green, the right color yellow. Okay, everything else is basically wrong about it, other than the fact that his legs go the whole length of the side of his his vehicle mode. But when you can do that in bot mode, right? I saw a photo. Yeah, you you can you can kind you can kind of do it. He stand he stands on like stubby stilt things because um, he doesn't have like a yeah. entirely square foot when because his foot ends up in like the side of his of the the, the giant length of thing. But man, oh man, oh man, oh man, did it trigger a bunch of like wee babby Aaron um, playing with with the like seven Transformers that I had memories from the now like seven thousand or so Transformers that I probably end up at now maybe seven closer to seven hundred because it's a long way to seven thousand but lots of Transformers that I have now but. Yeah, there's ways to make it seven thousand, but yeah, some yeah, would call it yeah. cheating. Oh, mini cons are mini <laughs> is a set of, of mini cons. Is that three or is that one? Um, and, and micro masters. Oh, micro masters. Let's not even get started. Those can with go that. up to yeah. fives. So, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's he 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 has a couple of neat tricks as to how his arms, like his his shoulder, is on a pivot joint that's like that sits mid torso and you swivel that down. And then from behind all of that, then there's another swivel so that the 
inside of torso part ends up becoming his, the like front windows and all of the arm stuff ends up folding very nicely inside of him. And then the platform that is like underneath his head is what has the grill for the truck mode. And there's a, like how he has the big head box. Like he doesn't have a big mm. head box. He can look left and right, but all of those parts kind of assemble out from around everything um, in, in layers that are like extra steps that are, are, that are just really, really good engineering to make a modern figure out of what the heck ever G1 Braun was as a toy. <laughs> it sounds like Braun is almost, I'm not going to say the opposite because I, you know, we, we talked about Beachcomber. I still haven't handled one, but I heard, I heard good things about Beachcomber. It's just, you know, Beachcomber is the G1 toy for the most part with tires. Yeah, he he so is. He, Braun, he, I had him at, t- I had him at like... TFCon. I thought that you did see him there, yeah. but apparently you didn't. I don't think I poked yours. I, I think I poked the bird. Yeah, that might have been um, but squishy bird. But Braun sounds like Braun sounds like he's doing like the the opposite version of in a world where we say that also Beachcomber isn't a bad toy. He's mm-hmm. just good but simple. Sounds like Braun is doing the opposite of like I'm good and also hoo hoo ha ha. Yeah, look at all the things. Yeah, he, he he's got <laughs> neat tricks that I I wouldn't have expected him to have because I remember my old Braun. All you had to do was like flip the two things around and kind of wiggle your fingernail in there to get his arms out, his little clawy. Yeah, and and then he looked any he looked like anything but the physically strongest Autobot mm-hmm. in, <laughs> in the toy robot mode version. Uh, it's so funny that that was the profile he got for that toy yeah. too. I always remember like one of my first like you know uh, y- young adult teenage fan thoughts was like they made this guy the punchy one mm-hmm. the one who looks like he would collapse in a breeze yeah <laughs> it is like uh that's also pretty hype because like i like bronze and i really like the i think it was power of the primes was the brawn who had the cockpit or was it titan's return i forgot which one he was um, um titan's return titan's return okay yeah the cockpit brawn was i thought really solid so it's, it's nice to hear we're gonna have a a thick brawn who's solid too um, I also, at this point, do need to uh, step up and apologize to the fandom. A few minutes ago, I said the MicroMasters would balloon the count by fives. It would be by fours. Uh, I always, in my brain, associate one of the trailer-pulling singles with one of the teams of four, because I think in Sentai rules, but that's not actually true for how they were released. So I apologize to the fandom greater. Um... Well, Aaron, that's excellent. I, I'm, uh, I, I can't believe Braun's out already. Like, wasn't he just announced like, yeah, less than a couple months ago? Yeah, I was at Wal- I was at Walmart, and it was like Air Razor, Air Razor, Air Razor. Okay, I have that one already, and I don't think I've talked about it, but it's just like the last um, bird mold, just movified. There's Air Razor. Ha! I snuck a, yeah, I yeah, snuck the, a bonus the one the in there. Series. The Studio Series Air Razor. The Studio Series Air Razor. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, "Oh, um, oh crap, Braun. Yes, please." Yeah, this this release thing is like is making the point of the funny panel I did at TFCon, the the serious underlie point, which is that like you you basically when you pre-order a toy right now and people are like, "Oh, they don't at least they don't charge when I do the pre-order." It's like, "Dog, maybe you got to just pretend they do cuz mm-hmm. <laughs> who knows when it's going to come out." Like mm-hmm. like there's a certain point where I'm like 
sometimes, you know, there is a bit of, you know, a, the adult fan will say, like, oh, you got to plan your finances. And at a certain point, I'm kind of like, we no longer have the data to plan your finances <laughs> other than just assuming you pay for everything immediately and then put it in a cookie jar. Because, uh, yeah, like, some of this stuff, like the fact that right now there there are folks who have bought uh, and have received, uh, what am I thinking of? There's a bunch of them. Um the new the newest revealed wave of legacy evo uh, oh braun's in that right i'm i'm already getting confused right braun is in that with uh with... yeah braun is studio series Bra- and the other thing that was right, there yeah. was the cliff jumper gamers edition oh i was about to tangent again to say like so is that going to be the shelf warm deluxe uh but no, I'm sorry. I'm I'm, uh, I'm thinking of uh, the new Legacy Evo Deluxes with Shadow Striker. Like people have that in hand, and not from just being a YouTube person trying to get it fast. Yeah, uh, I have no idea how they got. It. Well, well, I, I I might know, but like in my yeah, like, I, no, I don't know. It's, it's like it's. It, I know it popped up in one international market is a is is a definite thing that happened, and now CMD Store has it, and they're based out of Canada, uh, and then. So I had two people in my Discord going go like I think it was two people, at least one or two. I can't remember now, but I saw two people go like, "Oh, just got my uh my my super primal, the the Takara Tomy really cool Supreme Optimus primal from Rise of the Beast." I'm like, "That shipped? That's out?" So <laughs> Here's the other one. So I had a friend who sent who uh walked me through a toy con- like a toy fair that he went to in Australia, and one of the booths uh not only had the new the G one kickback reissue they just showed off, <laughs> uh, they also they also they had medics. Oh, we got we have we had medics in Canada two weeks before he was announced. I saw two of them in person. I, I just did, I, they, he was out before TFCon happened up here. I just you know I I can't buy everything, and he he didn't jump out at me enough in person. But then I realized like, wait, he has he doesn't even supposed to exist yet. Why does EB GameStop have a million of them? <laughs> I mean, I know why, but like it, this, this rolling thing, right? Like every now and then I go like, what do you mean? The second Jurassic Park two pack isn't out. It's supposed to be out by now, according to the way I'm parsing all this. Uh, it's, it's not out. I think I'm not going to double check. I just looked. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it, <laughs> It's what, also, the the two senator packs are out, and then they got their listings fixed, and then they're out again. And <laughs> anyway, uh, I won't tangent that too hard, but yeah, it's wild. It's wild, and I I think it's wild enough that it's actually weird. Um, some I sometimes get a little bit of resistance on that notion, and I not I don't think it's like it's bad. It's not toxic. It doesn't make me like you know want to get in a fight. But I'm kind of like I I think it is actually weird. Um. What's not weird is I got a I got a couple things at TFCon, and one of them was I finally got my first Ocular Max Protectobot. I got their first aid. Uh, this is from the second all-built-in combiner set. The first one was that Bruticus, where there are no add-on parts necessary. If you don't get the extra set with the toy parts, all the robots contain the fists and the feet and the chest plate and the head and everything. So first aid turns into an arm uh, and contains a hand. Uh, that Bruticus is one of the greatest sets of toys that has ever been made, in my opinion, for the sheer tactile delivery and clever engineering that, for the most part, is simple on the user end. Uh, 
and first aid i mean this toy came out a year ago i think already but he he feels like a loud opening statement of and now we're gonna even do better uh because the way he transforms into an arm does not at all resemble either of the arm mode combaticons and it is in some ways even cleaner and then the hand now has outward hinges at the base of the knuckle so the fingers can spread and it can split in half and it can have a wrist swivel that doesn't involve any parts forming uh, the only thing about this first aid that suffers a little bit is that the combined mode hands fingers have to be repositioned between robot mode and and uh, ambulance mode. That is it. Otherwise, every, all three transformations from any mode to any mode are to in, to me a pleasure. Straight, fairly straightforward, fairly intuitive. Any unintuitive bits, once you do it once, it becomes intuitive because it's actually pretty straightforward. You just go like, oh, this part goes there. Uh, it's it, it, almost all in chunks. Everything tabs together well the way that the ambulance mode tabs together is like obscenely t uh, tight in a non-derogatory. It's not like it sucks to pry apart. You know, you don't have to use a tool, but like when you get every tab to go into every slot, it goes like, and now it's this little perfect little ambulance. Um, I'm in love and I really want the streetwise now. I, no one at TFCon had him that I saw when I was in the dealer room. Um, I was only in there like twice, I think, but I, it's fine. It gives me a quest. Uh, and now the, like, really the, the main things to know are the next one coming out is hotspot, which means that we will have an arm and a leg and the rest of the combiners. So, so once that hotspot is out, we can see like what the breadth of this is. The other question is how their blades works because their blades, I actually don't understand how he works. Having seen the gray prototype in two modes, uh, he seems to pull off visual mass shifting. Uh, and, and Vortex from the Comaticons was probably the worst of the five for being actually kind of complicated and busy and, and collision-y to transform. So if Blades is a joy to transform, then it's like, this is also, now we did a second helicopter who turns into an arm and everything is better on him. Like, that would be a, a piece de resistance moment for me. But like, I'm, I am enthralled with this first aid. Uh, and, and I feel once again, I'm going to say that an all, an all built in combiner set from Ocular Max likely to be another top toys ever released in my brain because it's doing everything that I specifically love. Um, and it's a, it's a bummer that the, the next one they're doing sounds like it's devastator because I think it'll be a really exciting devastator, but for most of the gen public, it's going to be like, Unfortunately, Devastator Fatigue has been a thing for the last 12 years, so <laughs> I, I can't really spread the hype that much. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, if, you, if you've been eyeballing these, I highly recommend them. Um, Aaron, did you ever get to mess with the all-built-in stuff? I just can't remember anymore. Okay, we gotta, we, gotta, we gotta get you to mess with some of it at some point. You don't have to buy it, but I think you'll, you'll dig the tricks. Um... TJ, I forgot if you were looking at either of the all built-ins. Because I don't think the honestly, I'm. Radar. No, no, I'm on. I'm honestly, I'm so burned out on third-party combiners at this point. I, I really don't care what trick you pull. I'm probably not going for it. It's it's such a shame because like I don't think these could have existed without that initial wave that tired everyone out. Uh, but like. They they are they, like this is the this is the time where a it's just like the cartoon kind of transformer 
really hits it for me because they they don't do any like how to put this i don't feel like i have to become a computer draft machine to get them from mode to mode to also do the tricks that are funny so like the the tricks that are funny are actually just fun uh anyway i'll probably have updates on those as as time goes on because i'm i'm chasing that stuff but uh let's let's pass the potato for one more round of this uh tj what's another transformer you'd like to highlight that you got um well uh, let's talk about the most recent one i got which is the <clears throat> excuse me for this uh transformers buzzworthy bumblebee studio series 102 rise of the beast voyager class optimus prime oh, hang on dab the, my eyeballs liquefied briefly they were vibrating so hard during that let's dab this off okay i'm good <laughs> <laughs> It's so long. I know. I know. It's so weird. It actually makes me forget uh, that but toy yes. exists. At times. I've been seeing photos of him popping up. I'm like, oh, what's that? And I'm like, I know what that is. I just can't actually store its name in my brain anymore. It, <laughs> it breaks the character count. So, so yes. That, that new Optimus Prime, what is in new movie? But not the other one. <laughs> That's also a Voyager. But not the not the other Voyager. <laughs> okay, so I'm totally lost. Which one is this now? Because there's. <laughs> <laughs> it's there's the buzzworthy two. one. There's two. All I have to do is, all I really have to say is the buzzworthy. The, the buzzworthy one, Optimus who Prime. is also the studio series one. That's where this has gotten really deranged yeah <laughs> so because re just remember like anytime buzzworthy does one of those weird like studio series repaints it's still mark studio series yeah it's just this isn't a repaint this yep. is actually where studio series 101 i think is the number uh this is where he exists there is no dark uh black red and blue packaged 101 101 is a buzzworthy packaging and a unique mm -hmm. mold of a main of of a if not the main character of the movie. Yeah, yeah, it's super weird that this is like a new figure and it's exclusive, and it's the main character of the movie. Because the other I don't one, understand it. The other one is Transformers: Rise of the Beasts Core Toy Line Series Voyager Class Optimus Prime. Okay, so these are different. Who's it? Okay. Uh, uh... Man, yeah, they. Oh, Aaron, I didn't are... mean to joy toy you again. Yeah, but... no, yeah, no. Yeah, I'm this... looking at the turn, the the turnaround versus the the one that I have because I have the core one, and they look pretty similar. Not the core class, by the yeah. way. The core series. <laughs> series, not the core class. The core <laughs> series. Need to find whoever. So yeah, Aaron, comes we up have a different one. Main names and just throttle them. <laughs> I'm sure this is I, the worst. I want to get the Transformers team punch drunk enough to ask them if this is like a problem internally too, because this seems like this is a problem internally. Too oh, I'm, I'm, I, man, at a certain point with them, it's like, no, that's product eighty one ninety seven twenty three. Oh yeah, twenty three. Yeah, that had a rough time there in phase nine. Yeah, it did. Okay. So a toy that is facing this much trouble before one actually even opens the box. TJ, how, how is he? 
<laughs> okay. Uh, so the robot mode's absolutely beautiful. Like, it's missing, it's got all of those nice details that the Core Series 1 is missing, including a lot of the paint in the midsection that helps break up the, the flat gray really well. Mm-hmm. It's like, visually, really, really good. Like, and, you know, decent level of paint, so all that looks nice. Uh, you know, talking about kibble earlier, um, there is nothing, like, hanging off the back. There is the plate that used to be the front section of the truck, but... <clears throat> flipped over, it's sculpted with all of the details that he had on his back in the movie. And it <clears throat> it fits flush enough to make me think, yeah, that's that's correct. That's how that works. So, like really clean appearance in the robot mode. Robot mode, like just beautiful rendition of the character. Um uh accessory count works. He gets uh Ah God, I'm trying to remember everything. He gets a little he gets a nub of a forearm blaster. So he's got those hands that flip forward to reveal a peg. Yeah. And then you just clip the barrel of the blaster to that. So that's supposed to be his arm transforming into its cannon. Yeah. It's like... It's not the... <clears throat> it's like everything the Mega Buster does better is the way I think of it. Uh... <laughs> Kinda. <laughs> Uh, and then he does get his traditional sword. He can hold it like a sword, or you can peg it to the side of his forearm, or there's an extra hole, like, right behind his fist that you can peg the bottom of the handle to. So however you like to mount that weapon, uh, there is an option for it. Uh, <clears throat> so, there's the articulation, which is really good, but he has those shoulders... And by those shoulders, I mean the ones where he has a, a hinge in the torso and a forward swivel at the actual shoulder. Okay, so they when they when they go out, there's like weird collisiony things that can happen. Yeah, where it doesn't where it doesn't want to move in ways where it feels like it should be able to move. Yeah, like yeah, that like awkwardness of like, man, I wish this was a universal joint. I don't know why it couldn't yeah, have been. It's like, if, if, if that sounds really familiar in that it's like there are poses where it's fine, but then like when you try to go in between poses, you're like, oh wait, this actually doesn't physically work this way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine for static poses, but in the in the actual motion it looks weird. And there are things that I wish he could do. Like I can't I can't get I can't get his arm to like aim like a forty five degrees to his t- torso. Unless the shoulder is, like, sitting on top of his chest. So there's some... There's... There's awkwardness to it I don't like. I hate when they do these shoulders. This makes me want to check something. Uh, Because the the DNA design were very fast to announce the... um, Their upgrade kit for that toy. And I couldn't actually tell what some of the upgrades do. (laughs) Uh, and I wonder if some of this involves the shoulders. I think specifically they are not upgrading the shoulders. Never mind. Also, in their posed shot, boy, howdy. I okay, hang on. I'm going to send this to you actually into the into our chat because they have a shot that completely illustrates that shoulder thing you're talking about to a T. Uh, mm-hmm. this this is spooky. I'm actually amazed that. Well, I mean, I guess you can't really you can't really fix these shoulders that easily, but 
If you look at that photo, like you can you can easily see now what TJ's talking about. Yeah. Yep, yep, I know those mm. I know those sort of shoulders. Um Yeah, I wish that worked better. But yeah, everything else on this it seems like it's just it's just bigger version and in duplicate of all his weapons and they replaced his smokestacks, which I'm guessing were a thing. <laughs> I'm shrugging. <laughs> uh <laughs> But how, uh, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, how's the, how's the transformation? How's that truck? How's that truck modin? About that, yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, so the 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 transformation's okay. It's, it's it's got some tricks, but it's not my favorite. And there's some tolerances on mine where I wish things closed up a little bit easier. Um. So the big kerfuffle for the toy is how it handles the rear section of the truck. Oh, I understand Cause... why they do the upgrades this way now. I'll I will show you after. The... <laughs> okay. Here, I'll just paste mm-hmm. it. I'll paste it. But yeah, this this I immediately think I understand what you're. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Um. The the rear section of this looks like it exploded. What? Yeah. But, hmm. Whoa. Whoa. That's, yeah. That's my reaction. Whoa. <laughs> hey, hold on. <laughs> yeah. So for the, for those for, for for those who can't psychically like tell what image we are looking at here, and if you do not have this toy, let me explain. So the front side of Prime's legs, like, double hinge up into these, like, L blocks that form against the rear section of the truck. Uh, and it does two things. One, it makes the actual rear section holding the wheels look really fragile and skeletal. And it puts a whole bunch of not-flat junk hanging off the back of the vehicle. I Actually, just to support this, what I'll say is L block is a very kind term. There, there is sort of like a whole extra. Sh- if you took the letter L and then added a hump, enough that it <laughs> stops looking like the letter L from about two out of three angles. That's the best way I can say I mean, describe this. A hump and a superfluous foot hanging off the side of it too. Oh yeah, which, is, a which funny by the way, little block. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which by the way, that's where they want you to mount his uh, blaster barrel in vehicle mode. Uh, a, a position that uh, does not let it point forward, by the way, so it's you can't use it as a onboard weapon like usual. There's a yeah. lot. There's a lot going on with the back of that, and uh, I wonder how that happened. <laughs> <laughs> it really feels like transformation for the sake of transformation. Well, like everyone was like everyone compared this to like the the Bumblebee movie Optimus Prime and I really need to pull that one out and see if it did something like this and they're like it, hard it fixed on like sharing the transformation scheme. It it did something like that but without it did something like that except that they they actually were truly the letter L shaped blocks. So it Yeah, they were the flat. Yeah. They weren't 
they didn't have all this like robot mode greebles stuck to the side. Here's kibble, by the way. <laughs> Here's a rare example of kibble in vehicle mode. Yeah, this is this is kibble. Yeah, this is superfluous junk, is what this is. Like, yeah, it just feels like they added a transformation step for the sake of adding a transformation step. Well, I, I think it's um... or they or they or they or they somehow to say like, well, because I know part of this was like, well. We're kind of limited by the engineering, and I'm like, why can you just make it not? Yeah, it's it's just weird. Leave because it. They they this this toy is actually technically a retool of the Bumblebee movie Prime, technically, but there's very little of that toy left to the point where it does beg the question of like, how how does the process work precisely? Where it's like you have replaced a great amount of the toy, so how does this part? have to be the part that sticks around and i'm sure there's a reason that it's just you know not layman describable you know in, in a sentence but it begs the question of like i i do wish i understood better how all that worked because like uh i think they were even it was they were sort of touting when they announced this that like yeah technically like the only really visible parts that are the same are like the the tires and like a couple internal structure bits um and then it's like that's cool but like man when you change that much <laughs> and then one of the parts you changed changed highly for the worse <laughs> uh i wish i i wish i understood the uh the path that led us here because yeah that's a that's a hunk of dunk on the back of that truck it's i mean mm -hmm. from the front i guess you don't, you don't really see it <laughs> on the front uh it's also i'm now i'm looking at the side by side I actually don't really like how DNA dealt with it either, because now there's giant hunks of foot hanging off the back of the truck mode. <laughs> it's always Prime's feet that are the problem. Yeah, because the, what, the, just, just... what the base toy does with the feet, I actually kind of like. And it's like, that has to be nullified to do DNA's fix. And they, I think they just wholesale replaced the feet. But now they, they've just got these two hunks hanging off. I don't know. Uh, that's unfortunate would be my response. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's going to be one of those toys that is like a forever robot mode for me. The robot mode looks beautiful. Yeah, like... yeah, he's got the thighs. That was like the big thing that drew me into this version of him. It was like they really hit the thighs on that robot mode. Uh, they got that like kind of plumpness um, that, that gives Optimus in, in ROTV his very specific old dad energy. Boy, howdy. <laughs> Uh, well, that was a journey. Um, Aaron, have you got uh, a second toy you'd like to highlight to con to continue the journey? Um, I'm gonna pick a quick one here. Um, G2 Jazz, the uh the Toxitron line or whatever. Um, it turns yes. out it's exactly like the other Jazz, just orange and red. And we have the gradient is beautiful. And we have two of them in the house. Oh boy. I mean. Yeah, the 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 hood gradient is gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, the the hood gradient's really good. I had to uh, the actually the the panel with the G two Autobot logo on it on the one that I opened, the one that's mine, but will go on her display because you know, um, like I had to push one of the sides down on it because it looked like it had like been screwed together before entirely complete. But yeah, I mean it's still that same old. It feels mm. nice and smooth uh, with all of its actions. Um, 
But yeah, the the Toxitron line is very interesting um in all the things. Um I'm upset that the Stunticons are short packed because Yeah. That's yeah. that's the thing yeah. that I think would be more important than anything else to have multiples out there of, but hey, whatever. I I don't know why they want it to be as rare as the original. Yeah. Like I regret, you know, you know I regret who, uh, not grabbing the the Velocitron two thousand five thousand whatever series, um, the the not oh shadow strip uh, shadow strip. shadow strip yeah because then it's like oh this shadow strip <laughs> the second one has come along and I I'm hoping to grab it but um yeah. You know who never participates in any of the uh, the fan outreach is the distribution logistics people. Yeah. Wouldn't that be a funny Q&A? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why did you decide that road cycle gets two in this box and a combiner only gets one? Comments? No? No? Okay. <laughs> oh, you left the Zoom call. All right. Uh... Yeah, um, that that whole subline is is an absolutely perfect example of something where I go like, boy, I wish I was getting more work because mm-hmm. I think they all look really fun and they are very, uh, they are very much the first thing where I kind of sit there and get very sad and go like, I can't afford to buy everything because mm-hmm. they all look they all look really fun. But the there's a bunch of other stuff that feels like I'll have more fun with it. And I'm like, I gotta just watch these for now. Um, well, my uh, my second thing I'll talk about. Uh, I'll uh, let me see. Let me see. I'm gonna make this quick, oddly enough. But I, I got uh, Legacy Evolution Armada Optimus Prime, um, and uh, short short answer for him: if yours works properly, he's basically a masterpiece Armada Optimus Prime. It is astonishing uh, and inspiring how excellent. So much of that toy is the combined mode experience is is just mwah, chef kiss, uh, and the the individual you know cab to robots real good. Mine has a problem, and I have been very public about it. And through that, I have sourced that it seems like let's just say one in four to one in three seem to have this problem globally. I very much assume, however, that it's more like there is a production batch and or a batch that was affected by weather or something, because I have been putting some work into ha- why this happens. But um, there is a way he transforms into torso mode, which means that there's rotating bits that form his his abdomen in little robot mode. Uh, those have two little tabs that f- that are supposed to go into one conjoined square slot on his chest grill. And on mine, the chest grill often just pops right out again. It's not the end of the world. Uh, every other mode holds together fine. Um, but I am pretty sure I have pinpointed two things. A, the, uh, okay, uh, three things actually. Uh, A.1. No, there are no geared systems in him. And this is not directed at any one person. I have had more than one person unrelated to each other, uh, when they said this, imply, oh, well, that's maybe your gears are off in the geared motion. I spent a very long time exploring that figure. There are no gears in there. I think it is psychosomatic because you're looking right at him and you rotate those two pieces out. <laughs> but there are no gears. Uh, I think that that hinge, it, it is a big-ass pin rivet shot through, like, three separate parts, which each have two holes. 
And I think it's just very reasonable for that that thing to shoot through there just a little crooked, maybe. Uh, not enough to ruin the toy, but just enough to make everything feel a little, little bit off as far as how it all comes together. Um, number two, that big square slot that those two tabs related to all this go in and on mine tend to pop out. The inside of that slot is painted silver. And so the first thing I did was think about uh, Commander Rodimus, think about some other toys that seem to just fix themselves. So I rubber banded everything together in robot mode and left it. It still pops apart now and then, but I can visibly see where the silver paint has been compressed by the two tabs. And I think on ones where it just works, the silver paint is not interfering with that micrometer thickness. And on ones where it does tend to pop out, that silver paint is probably the actual solvable cause of the problem. I will say don't scrape it. Just try to put it in robot mode, tab that thing in there, rubber band it so it stays in place, and then just leave it for a couple days. And then unrubber band it and give it a few tries. Also, when you push the chest in, hold it firmly, then slowly release it. Um, it, it I think it is very much at least 50% the inside of something was painted and it wasn't designed with the idea that there would be paint in there adding a layer. Uh, but it is exacerbated by the two rotating gray bits that form the midsection slash shoulders of the super mode. And no, they're not geared. They never were geared. And they are not flush when they go together. I've checked a bunch of videos and photo reviews. Several people corroborate that that is a visual problem, at least, uh, with their copies of the figure. So I just wanted to, to get that out there. Because otherwise... He's immaculate and extremely well-designed, really fun. And I, it really bums me out that this problem is like so loud and central um, because it does kind of mar what is otherwise, as I said, a literal modern masterpiece sold in mainline at commander class. Uh, the sugar, I think it was, I think it was a Hasui piece on the Takarotomi end, if I recall correctly. And it, it it's really good. Uh, if you like Armada Optimus Prime, then just bear in mind the solutions if yours has the poppy tab problem and then just like consider picking it up too because it's the the proportions the silhouette the way that the super mode is actually more articulated than the small robot mode which is a wild thing to say about armada optimus prime uh very very good piece uh, also the shipping of him seems like it's completely wild ass bonkers he came out in canada and I don't know if he's out in the States, but I think Pulse shipped him, which doesn't mean he's out in the States. It just means Pulse shipped him. <laughs> I'm shrugging. <laughs> Do either of you guys have one on the way and or have one or whatever? I, ha I have I one pre-ordered. Okay. Where? <laughs> <laughs> so Pulse didn't ship yours. Okay. No, I gotta go. Look. Uh, I I know that I was just like I just gotta yeah. pre-order things because that's the way of it now. I guess. Yeah, I shrug. I make a big shrug face. TJ, do you do you have a, an Armada Prime on the way, or are you waiting to just find one, or any, any updates to the availability? Um, it's behind me. Okay. Like you've given Did we up talk on about it. Him already. Did we... <laughs> <clears throat> Did, no, did, I, I, I did not. I did not speak on the toy yet. No. Okay. Okay. <sighs> this is the other thing. The way that everything just kind of releases whenever it wants, as though all Transformers toys are actually kind of like magic pixies from a forest. 
also makes me just forget who has what now. Yeah, not because there's, okay, just, there's no timeline. Just check not on pulse. <laughs> uh -huh. I have to go search everything. I I was like ninety five percent. I pre ordered everything that last round but someone out there is, is currently typing the response you should maintain a spreadsheet uh, yeah. i'm just gonna say i shouldn't have to maintain a spreadsheet on my fun hobby that is in service of me yeah <laughs> that's what i say no has hasbro <laughs> pulse has trash master and swoop uh as pre-orders which swoop the the core class okay god I had an actual moment where I forgot there is a core class set of Dinobots who combine. <laughs> <laughs> and that swoops out already, too. Uh, or not not swoop. Um, sorry, the, the, the snarl. Snarl. The last piece. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. That is not out yet. Okay. Yeah, red, Mr. Red, Big Red Shoe. Yeah. Uh, I actually don't... There's a DNA design kit they put out now that all five of them are attainable to those who really want to. And it looks good, and I appreciate that it has combined mode feet. But also, I think there is charm lost when one of the feet is not the big red snarl shoe as an actual foot. Like, giving him, like, combiner feet, like Volcanicus style, it's, like, it's objectively probably better. But the snarl foot is, like, just so loud and kooky looking and, like, vaguely vulgar. I, I, I think I actually think it looks better. Uh. Anyway, that is our round one of Hot Potato. Let's just, Bob, I have a quick listener question here that actually relates to stuff we were just talking about. Uh, this comes from TF's on Vacation, saying, Hey, Evangelist on the podcast crew, I was just staring at my studio series Buzzworthy Bumblebee, Rise of the Beast, Optimus Prime. TF's on Vacation actually did not remember to put Buzzworthy Bumblebee, so this could have been very confusing. <laughs> That's a joke, by the way. Don't. I don't want to make you feel bad. Uh, just staring at that toy and noticed the tires and thought about how easy they are to pop off. And that got me thinking, why hasn't third-party companies tried releasing tire packs that replace the crummy plastic ones with some form of rubber? Um, so before we move on to the other half of that, Non-F Productions, in fact, does that from time to time. Uh, I believe other companies don't because I believe there are an oddly large number of complications with trying to manufacture, store, and ship rubber circles. There's lots, I believe, that can go wrong with them, especially over time, uh, especially if you are not bespokedly making them to be durable and strong. And I think that's why. Uh, because otherwise, yeah, like, Non-F actually has done a lot of wheel and tire replacements, Nearly every wheeled vehicle out of Combiner Wars at one point, I think, had a non-F Productions replacement wheel set with silicon tires. So it is a thing. Uh, just uh, a lot of the larger production run and less bespoke companies don't really do it. And I suspect it's just because of the kind of volatile nature of softer, you know, silicon and plastics like that in isolation. Uh, but I'm making some guesses there and just kind of going off of my own memories. So, you know, if anyone out there works in big silicon or big rubber, like, please chime in. Um, so just, the, just to hit that part, because the, the larger question is, are there any ideas for third-party upgrades that you're surprised nobody has attempted? What's the evolution of the gap filler market? 
Keep up the great work, Bing Blip. The gap filler market is still quite active. DNA Designs is the is the big dog company in on that. But uh, Shockwave Lab, I think is what it's called, and a couple other of the 3D printing-oriented smaller bespoke folks who mostly sell off of, like, eBay um, and places like Shozy. Uh, as far as I can tell, they put out gap, gap fillers for, like, almost anything of a certain price point upwards. Um, but, you know, again, those who know better, please chime in in the thread or correct me. But uh, going to the, the, the meat of the question... Um, Aaron, what's a, what's a third-party upgrade you're surprised you don't see more often, is I guess how I'll put it. Recently, with a couple of mainline Armada toy releases, I'm surprised that the missing Minicons haven't shown up. I suspect that com- comes out of a place... Of, I, I've, I've suspected that comes out of a place of insider knowledge. Um... Because they're like the leak squad is based off of insider yeah. threads that also dictate some things that come out or get announced third party wise, and like now we've seen there is a Jolt who exists. Yeah, he's in a two pack, well, a quote unquote two pack, but that might be why. Um, but also, I agree. Like I thought that like someone would want to because at this at this point we'd have a hot shot. We've got Starscream, we've got Megatron, we've got Optimus Prime. Like, I could see that easily being, like, a four-pack of somebody doing opposable mini-cons, because I don't see Hasbro... Like, I know that Hasbro's made a jolt that's supposedly a part of a two-pack going around, but I don't see them being, like... I I could see third-party crew putting together some you know very poseable thing that ha- there's no way that hasbro could reasonably make and sell at a large market um to be so it, it is worth noting that the jolt is known it was uh because everything's all slippy slidey and when it comes to sdcc now Hasbro's also weird because they do their own thing outside of it at their breakfast they revealed the power links hotshot repaint who comes with a jolt so it is known to exist yeah but i'm saying but that's uh, not for the the hot shot that was out already it's powerlings hot shot correct that's it's an a, animation yeah. colors and it, it comes with a hot shot so yeah yeah <laughs> well so here's the thing hypothetically because this is the way people think it's going to happen is the powerlings repaints of all four of them could come with mini cons and then another year or two later because those mini cons probably are their own little toolings or their own probably. small sprue, yeah. They could probably be merged together. I'm like I'm assuming they're on a modular tooling setup where they could merge the four for a production run. Mm-hmm. I don't know that that means they will, but it seems, and I think they've implied they would like to in streams. So I think they've they're probably setting up to be able to do it for generation selects. But it's also it gonna be it's got to be at least three years off if they yeah. do. So I am I am now yeah I'm similar similarly surprised. And I found where my Armada Universe Optimus Prime was pre-ordered Amazon. Thanks, Jeff. And and, and also Bezos. have Nova Prime and uh, the oh yeah Javelin and oh Javelin and Cascade were also pre-ordered at the same time. That's the one. Javelin and Cascade shipped in the UK. Did you know that? No, I I didn't know that. I saw I've, people I've, in the UK I've, with them. <laughs> I've I've seen people with Nova Prime too. Yeah, I think the, I think they both shipped in Europe already. I think is where it, 
<laughs> I think it was seeing Javelin and uh, like the Javelin two pack specifically. Well, they're they're saying really they're saying October first is is their estimate. Yeah, more like August first. More like August. More like August first. Yeah, I, I don't know. Global. It's... I don't know. My Megatron should be here soon. I got a shipping notice on that yesterday. <laughs> to which I say, oh, which one? The Legacy Evolution Leader Armada Megatron toy 7-inch action figure for boys and girls ages 8 and up? Right, that one is not out yet. Really? Yes. I mean, he is, I look Aaron, so Aaron Archer right had, it had it at at TFCon. I mean, they might have just shipped them. No, they didn't. I've seen it. I I specifically talked to him about it, and he's like, no, I had to buy it myself. Okay, so two things. A, TJ confirms it's at Target. B, that's screwed up. Yeah. That is really screwed up. (laughs) It is. It is. That Aaron Archer did not get sent literally the first thing he was very pointedly publicly known to have designed. Uh, that's super messed up. Okay. Anyway, yeah, I, I don't mean to sound like I'm so confused by all this, but it was it was the Javelin 2-pack shipping and being received by folks overseas who didn't go through any, like, you know, fancy pants means to do so, as far as I know, that, like, just threw my whole brain's internal Transformers calendar upside down and through a wall. And then I was just like, I don't know what's out anymore. I can't, I can't remember. Everything that I remember being revealed is now out, I think, except for the ones who aren't. Uh, you know, but also, I'm lucky that that's the existential crisis I had that day, because it's a fun one, at least. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, TJ, what's the third-party upgrade? You're surprised nobody's attempted. <laughs> Maybe an upgrade to the, the calendar. Uh I'll be honest, I'm like kind of racking my brain and what hasn't been covered already. Because, to me, for starters, I don't really pay much attention to third party in the first place, but I really do not pay attention to to the upgrade kits. Yeah. Because my, like, my brain is very much the type of, like, just enjoy it for what it is instead of, like, harping on it or, like, obsessing over what it isn't. So, like, I'm perfectly happy with most of the things I get. I acknowledge there's gaps or accessories I'd like to have. I'm looking at things like uh, the upgrade kit for uh, Kingdom Dinobot. Because in my brain, I'm like, did they release something with a hammer? And yes, they did. It costs as much as the actual toy does. Uh, so, is, is I'm it, good. Is it DNA designs? Just This is for my own Yes, it is. Okay, this is going to yeah, support my answer to this question when I get to <laughs> But no, like I, I unfortunately not qualified for this question. I just I don't pay enough attention, and I, I don't know. I just I never need it. <laughs> well, here here's my answer, which is more of an answer to a slightly tangent tangential question. Why is DNA Designs now apparently, as far as I can tell, because I I they do it so much, and so many other people do not do it very much. How is DNA Designs almost literally the only company doing these in mass production plastic anymore? Uh, because once upon a time, it felt like upgrade kits just happened, and I took them for granted. And now it is DNA Designs and then Bespoke Creators. And that's it. Uh, and the Bespoke Creator stuff, you kind of have to dig for. Um, I mean, I know non-F very well off the top of my head, but like 
if you were not introduced to non-F productions by someone, it, then suddenly that entire information connection is gone. And, like, DNA designs, however, is everywhere. And yes, also, they, they, they are everywhere, and their kits are fairly expensive, and their kits are also fairly, at times, overloaded beyond what I think, I'm not going to say most, but a 25% at least of the of the potential buyers actually want uh you know classically the part where they're like oh also here in our in our grimlock upgrade kit here's a headless wheelie as well to go with them and it's like or no no not a headless wheelie here's a wheelie with a bunch of extra heads and also i think you could swap the heads i can't remember anymore uh so i i i just wish i i wish that there were more mass production upgrade kit options floating around but I have to assume that when they all really kicked into high gear in the mid 2010s, it proved to just not be worth it. Uh, it proved to be like lots of stuff on clearance. I'm guessing it didn't help that like perfect effects combiner add-ons got knocked off to, to the exponential degree. Like I'm sure just like all these different factors probably collided together. I think it's really a shame because like DNA designs, I, I like them as a company for the most part, but like, I think their upgrade kits can be very hit or miss and can also, for me, more often than not, contain much more than what I actually want. Uh, to the point where it's like, listen, I don't want to spend this on an upgrade kit because I, I don't want all of it. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. To, to your point, I just double checked the 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 Dinobot one. Uh, it's probably thirty five bucks because it also includes some extra parts for Scorponok and Black Arachnia. Oh right, they started buddying up the kits on those ones. Yeah, and like here devil's advocate my understanding is it is easier on everyone involved who aren't the customers for there to be less product unit numbers to deal with like less SKUs or whatever you want to call them right I, I don't know if that's precisely how it works with like you know a big bad or a tf source but i could see that being part of the reason why they are bundling things together so there are less items floating around to be kept track of but also yeah it kind of it kind of sucks because it's like like, in that case, at least, you can get that for the Dinobot parts and then just say, hey, who wants to buy the parts for the other two? Because well, yeah. there is a version where it's like, oh, yeah, our Dinobot upgrade kit is the, the this hammer, and then also laser eyes, and also Gatling guns, and also ammo belt, and also something else, and a thing, and a thing, and a thing. And it's like, okay, these are all justifiable, but could I please do them a la carte? Because <laughs> I only, for instance, only want the one, I only want the hammer, maybe, or something like that. Uh... Anyway, it's complicated. And I realize saying a la carte also runs directly in tan in in uh, opposition to the notion of smart mass production. So, like, yeah, you know, maybe I'm answering myself, but that's yeah, that's my answer. Just why why are not more people attempting stuff? Because because that tire question, that's legit. Like, yeah, like someone actually did it too. And that answer I made up about rubber, you know, just by mm -hmm. nature being you know more degrading type of plastic. I'm guessing. Because otherwise, I genuinely don't understand why there are not well, more tires. Well, that and, and the yeah. thing is, like, you're really probably going to be diving into how large is that market even to deal with, like, the process of yeah. making replacement rubber tires because you've got to figure out the engineering for them. You're going to have to have a, a two-stage material process because you're going to have to have your plastic replacement and then the rubber part and then multiply that by the number of people that want to do it and then the number of tires that are even replaceable because now they're doing enough like rivet fired 
through the plastic. So now you're having to talk about somebody has to, you know, get this rivet out of a thing. And then we have to put in our own version of a rivet on, you know, I'm sitting here looking at about half of that, probably even more than half of like looking at deluxes that could potentially be a big source of things with wheels. And all of them are like, you know, about half of them are rivet fired. Well, that, that Optimus, I'm looking at that photo I shared, and I'm just realizing that his front, his back two pair of, of wheels look like they pop off, whereas the front pair do look like they're riveted in. Mm-hmm. So yeah, right there. So now you've got mismatched <laughs> tires. Like, yeah, it's... it's, it's Unless I it's misunderstood. Probably and, and something that's... Like the tires... That is such a low... Like, like... Uh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, like, unless I misunderstood what the initial part of the question said and that the tires themselves are separate pieces that come off, but, like, like TJ, you got him there. Like, is that does that happen, or am I, was I understanding correctly the first time? <laughs> uh, let, me, let me grab him again. Um, I mean, on, on that one, on, like, that particular Prime, I think it's just... I think it's easy to do because you have access to the backside. Okay. Yeah, because if you take the like, yeah, because like if you transform the leg panels into into the stupid looking thing, uh, yeah, you can just see the mushroom pegs inside. So like needle nose pliers, and you're 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 good. What about the front wheels though? Um, hang on. Uh, impossible. Okay. Okay, so literally I... impossible. And they it... are they are pinned in and on a hinge. Oh god. <laughs> and the black part is not a separate piece of plastic that could be like pried off. Like it's it's single wheel, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay, never mind. I understood correctly. Okay. Yeah. No, Aaron, you make that's a good point. Like I, I forgot about the mixture of rivets and clip-ons that happen with wheels now because in Combiner Wars it also was a case that the wheels were generally all the same however they mounted on. Um in my recollection, at least. Um, so, yeah. And unfortunately, there is no nice way to review, to, to remove rivets. I was just explaining this on the, the TCG Discord to someone uh, who was having some problems with something. And it's like, yeah, the bummer with rivets, especially if it's a big flathead rivet, is as far as I know, the only way to get that off is to hold a soldering iron on the tip, on the big flat end mm-hmm. of the rivet to heat the entire rivet so it softens the plastic around it. And that is a dangerous game to play. And the best case result still means you are you are altering yeah. all the plastic you it has might to run through. could be able to like Here's... if you had a very very fine drill you might be able to drill them out as well but yeah you're you're getting into like that, i need a a machinist shop in order to do a tire replacement yeah. on my mm-hmm. $30 toy like that starts to get um can can excessive. one say can one say that that Trying to either manipulate the materials with a soldering iron or using a machinist shop fine-tipped drill are kind of equally difficult to the layman audience, yeah. <laughs> such as myself. Yeah, <laughs> but something that's just a hole yeah, filler when, when that you're... you just jam into an existing screw hole—that's easy to do. Panel fillers—that's easy to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I tried the. You're rivet... asking me. To, you're asking me to buy. You're asking me to buy equipment normally reserved for like clock makers and mm-hmm. dentists. I d- no. I tried yeah, the rivet man, trick I... with soldering iron way back. Yeah, and I was gonna... let me tell you, it it wor- it works, but the margin of error is 
is thinner than razor thin. It it is a split second, and you've gone over the line. And if you don't get close to the line, it doesn't work. So it's <laughs> I can't in good in good conscience just tell someone like, oh, you just get a soldering iron and heat the mm-hmm. rivets. That is a skill set you have to develop, and you have to sacrifice probably at least one whole toy to learn that skill set. Uh, and even yeah, and even uh, then, if somebody's going to be so bold as to do that, now you have to put a new tire back on it, on a thing that's designed to accept a rivet. <laughs> so now you've got to have a rivet oh, gun that, yeah. that comes with a nice flat finish in the end. And melts into the new bit of plastic that you've unmelted already. Yeah, that's the thing. You can use punches and hammers and rubber mallets and everything to get that rivet back in there. But here's the thing. When you heated the plastic to get it back out, the plastic cooled again. So the uh, the other trick, I remember this now. Back in the aughts, when this was the science people were sorting out on the boards, it was like, now you just have to soldering heat the rivet again. So that, so that it's hot enough to warp the plastic again when you push it back in the socket. By the way, while doing all this, never touch the rivet because it is hot enough to alter the yeah. the shape of plastic. If it's hot enough to alter the shape of plastic, <laughs> it'll be hot enough to alter the shape of your flesh. Yeah, like this wildly, wildly dangerous, like back of the maker studio dude who shouldn't be near power tools kind of stuff. As I said, you can pull it off, but it is absolutely not simple uh at least to learn um <laughs> i forgot about the part where you have to put the rivet back in that whole friggin' quest there was an, a third party upgrade kit uh for combiner wars optimus that kind of changed him into a different toy I, I, the uh, smd kit i think it was called and they gave you like even a, a, a specially made mounting tool to help you hammer the the pin out of the chest i remember that the problem was getting the yeah the pro- that part, that tool, that helped. Getting the pin back in through all that stuff? Uh, living hell is what I remember. I did it. <laughs> I didn't feel great. I had to put that toy in a box for three months before I could mess with him because looking at him made me have anxiety. Uh, anyway, I don't get anxiety from things that we recently got, so let's let's do one more hot potato round of acquisition inquisitions. Uh, let's, let's kick this one off with, uh, Aaron, you go first this time. Um, I'll do another quickie. R.I.D. Toe Line. R.I.D. Two, or, uh, what was it? It was Robots in Disguise oh, 2000 one. Universe Toe Line. Uh, actually. Oh, actually. Actually, actually. Transformers Buzzworthy Bumblebee, Bumblebee yes. Legacy Evolution Deluxe Class Robots in Disguise 2000 Universe Toe Line. Is his name mm-hmm. in full? <laughs> can, can, can you repeat that? I blacked out for. A oh, second. absolutely! I can repeat. No, I'm not gonna. I'm. I will spare everyone. But yeah, I could repeat it if you want. I spent a while practicing it because it made me laugh when I realized that was his name. <laughs> so yeah, so he is the same mold as his Junkion brother, uh, minus the ex- pre pre existing pre tooled uh, RID toe line head. And it's a thing that I've had a couple of conversations right. with a couple of different people that have thought that this is a a silly repaint to be done to wit I've had to say R.I.D. 2000 was somebody's first Transformer show. This has got to be about the first time that R.I.D. 2000 has gotten some sort of real life mention 
and a modern toy line. Can you be happy for those people? Well, yeah, maybe I guess. And it's like before Fire Convoy, even. Yeah, friggin' tow line. The fire, friggin', yeah, friggin Fire Convoys. My character is a joke. Obviously, going to be a thing. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I should hope because that Fire Convoy and God Magnus, um, like those are two incredibly awesome super robot toys that also happen to be transformers. They deserve more time in the sun. Um, but like as a thing, like, Hey, this is a line that's halfway forgotten just because between the weird licensing for it. And that it was kind of a filler line and, 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 and of everything from 23 years ago. My hips hurt. Um, like, it's cool. Yes, it's not, like, that style of tow truck that he was. It's clearly this Mad Maxified version of it. Um, it's still a good little mold. It still has yeah. the fun. Everything comes apart and goes back together. I've got the feeling that all of these junkions with all the pull apart and put back together is going to be a, a bad thing for me as I try to do, like, make some more Mad Maxi Mad Max vehicles out of all of the nonsense of them. Um, hopefully I can build some sort of war wagon with like 18 trailers on them to sequentially blow up in a movie uh, for ever increasing stakes. Um, oh, I, I think, I think it's cat. It's already been proven. I think that you can, Yeah. Uh, I think someone has done it because um, tra trash masters floating around out there and they're, you know, he, I think he's back channels only right now, but between him and Toxitron, the uh, the repaint Toxitron from the Toxitron series, there are some pretty cool pictures I've seen going mm -hmm. around. That Toxitron's not a Junkion, though. He's just a repaint of the laser. He's not, frame. but he has he has ports yeah. in all the right places yeah, he to does, just put he? a Junkion yeah. truck all over him. Yeah, yeah. that's what someone did. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I may have to also, go back and get, if that Toxitron is still at Walmart, I may have to go back. Hmm. I'm going to back you up here, by the way, and say there's another reason that they have to do some more guys from this series you can't have on exactly one toy made the, the the words in a row legacy evolution robots in disguise 2000 universe x class name mm -hmm. you can't just do that once mm -hmm. you've crossed a rubicon you have well to i mean shadow, shadow striker is very clearly um set up in order to be something else i know but they might let me down yeah. and <laughs> It can happen, you know, it's unforeseen consequences. Uh, also, I'm going to back up Towline, because I've seen Towline generally kind of get a little bit of a, huh, it's just a new head. It's like, look, Towline has almost no lore to his name. He is literally, because no one remembers the the original anime car robots, he is quite literally 100% no parking means no parking. Mm -hmm. That's all anyone ever says to his face. That's his entire life. Now he's suddenly a Mad Max truck slash Junkion type. There is no lore to go with it, but we all can do a little imagining. Headcanon, I've used that word many times. This is the first time Toline's ever had a chance to even get headcanon about him. <laughs> so we'd be a little bit happy for poor Toline. <laughs> this guy's whole life was a one-line meme that wasn't even funny. The part about it that's funny is that it, it's not funny. That's what makes it funny. Imagine if that was your life. Let Towline be a Mad Max truck. I'll get off my soapbox now. 
do you have do you have scrapbook by the way, Aaron? I forgot. Uh, I always forget which, which is scrapbook. Scrapbook. The, the first release of it, basically. Yeah. Uh, does the as far as the the peg apart bits, does toe line feel different in either direction as far as like tolerances or anything? I'm just curious. No, he's got the same frustrating like the arms don't fully tab to be closed uh, to go okay. on the back of them. Like the the shoulder port things are at the weird like. 20 degree angle they don't sit flat um okay that's that's a bummer that i don't like about all three kind of versions of this um because there's no good like he doesn't like to transform the way that you think you should transform you it's like you mush his arms the way that they go and then you kind of from the underside massage everything around so that it all tabs together versus like i know that theoretically you can transform okay. it without having to take them apart but good luck with that. Yeah, I was just curious because yeah, he's basically kind of let's say number three at that moment. Mm-hmm. You know, Axel Grease has a bunch of different parts, but yeah, otherwise number three attempt. I was curious. Yeah, anything tweaked in either direction, but that's weird actually. That it's just the same full stop. Uh, yeah, I I well, I'd right, have to go uh, and like oh. do a look by look, but I'm pretty sure that the only thing different is the head. Yeah. No, I think because people, so many people were actually kind of down on him for only being ahead. I think that that study work was even done, like, that was all done really fast and hard by the fandom in general, mm-hmm. because people were, like, really hoping that there was something more to him. And, you know, valid. That's fair. That's fair. Um, all right, TJ, let's pass the potato over to you. What's what's the thing that you, go, you guys want to talk about? Oh, man. Brain. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um... I listed a Gamer Edition toy. I'm going to talk about a different one. I got the Megatron. Poor Barricade. <laughs> All right, Megatron. I've Look. I've heard some things about Megatron 2, actually. Uh, I'm curious to hear how yours turned out. I don't have one, I should say. Okay, uh, if you've heard some things, I imagine they were not flattering things. I will tell you, mine really isn't any different. I have heard a whole lot of unflattering things where people were like, I guess the Decepticons just suck kind of feedback. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's here's the thing. I don't think Barricade is as bad as people give, give him uh, grief over. Honestly, I think I dislike the Bumblebee more than I like dislike the Barricade. And just to say, I don't, I don't really dislike the Barricade. Okay. It's problematic, but I don't think it's, I think he's getting a bad rap. The Megatron is not 100% his fault. Because just so everyone is aware here, Megatron, at least the first run people are getting in their their hands right now, has a pretty bad disassembly that makes his knees basically non-functional. Okay, I have been asking about this and been getting actually hundreds of different... I'm being hyper, like really hyperbolic here, but it feels like every single person has a different answer for that somehow when I'm like, are the knees misassembled? And it's not just yes or no answers. There are multitudinous answers I've been hearing about it because of all the weird tabs and things that apparently that, that kind of don't do anything. That and the way the sculpting looks okay, but then also looks wrong, and like it sounds like the knees are like a a pocket universe, like. 
there's definitely something misassembled in the knees. I want to say someone got their hands on one that where they're either assembled correctly or they managed to do like a massive amount of work in order to flip them around. And once they are, this little like plastic hook that's the fault of everything doesn't interfere with anything anymore. And that was how it's originally designed. But with everything done backwards, uh, that hook stops the leg at about a 20 degree angle. I heard that hook and, doesn't do anything either. That's the other confusing. Oh no, throwing a tail does absolutely nothing. Like, yeah, I, uh, it's superfluous I, plastic. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I'm so, so confused by the feedback on that toy. Yeah, so the thing to do is just clip the clip the hook off. Uh, it does it doesn't hurt the articulation or the durability of the toy. It's mm. So at, le at least, you know, like a, a pair of model nippers will finish off the problem. So there's that. Okay. I mean, even once you get the knees working, there's still weird issues. Like, there's some joints on mine that are not as solid as they should be, especially given the big weapons he comes with. Mm -hmm. Um, someone Someone pointed out that a shoulder part was potentially assembled upside down because there's detailing because once you flip it there's detailing on the other side that lines up with the top of the shoulder uh, they found out that um, the hardware used to assemble that that particular spot is also too small so the screw just kind of barely holds everything together <laughs> this is wild this is wild like I'm this toy is this is a, this is a cursed toy, is what this is. Yeah, like this, this is like it's so like it's so weird because the nature of his design, I I can completely see how also the nature of his visual design kind of makes it hard to tell if anything is intentional one orientation or the other, right? Because like there, there's not like really a linear order to how video game Megatron looks, so like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that also explains that, like, you know, you. I think he that toy sounds like it would need very direct oversight factory floor level, and I expect that still is a tricky thing to get going uh, in light of the past three years. So maybe that yeah, also explains most some of likely. it. Yeah. I hope that explains some of it, because, oof. It's also, it probably doesn't help that, like, by all accounts, Gamer Edition Optimus is, like, a fantastic piece that has set expectations well above the batting average of ev every other gamer edition toy, oh. it seems. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Optimus will tend to do that because they put so much work into an Optimus Prime to make sure it is perfect, or at least as good as they could possibly make it. Um, I almost, I almost mm -hmm. feel like the same... I almost feel like Masterpiece got off to on the same foot because you follow it with, you know, the Aqua Green Starscream... And that Megatron. So. Mm. Yeah, like, what was it? The big reveal it, years later, designed over a weekend Megatron. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, Studio yeah, like, I, 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 did, I did a video just on, like, man, this, this line is off to a rough start. And it kind of is. Um, I was really looking forward to the Megatron because I love the original one so much. Yeah. And then, like, the first thing I saw before this 
this one was dropping just as this was coming out and people were finally getting their hands on it. The first thing someone did was compare it to the original. It's barely any bigger. It's and, and only by height, only by height. If you judge the, the bulk of the figure, it looks smaller. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Yeah. Like, like I will say the deluxe one was a very meaty deluxe when it came, like it was a, Oh very, yeah, very beefy, meaty deluxe. So that you know, it it definitely isn't an average deluxe, even I think at the time, in my opinion. But like, uh, I think I think also it's just really for me it's a buzzkill because I just figured like, well, the deluxes are kind of you know, Bumblebee and Barricade seem to be kind of ups and downs depending on your taste. Uh, but Optimus was such a hit, like uh, maybe just the Voyagers are just gonna. Cause it, it's not unheard of that the Voyager class of a Transformers line just you know has a higher batting average than the deluxe class. Oh yeah. For whatever reason, so when I saw all the reports of this Megatron, I just got crestfallen because I was like, "Man, I kind of was hoping and slightly assuming that he would be a companion piece, quality-wise, to the Optimus." Uh, yeah, and maybe I'll feel like he is. Like I don't know. I haven't even seen one in person, but like you know, it's not looking great. And you know, slight tangent. That's why I haven't bought Barricade yet because I actually kind of like Gamer Bumblebee, but like. I see why people wouldn't, and with Barricade, I'm like, I just, uh, he kind of off-puts me from the feedback I saw, and I don't want to gamble, because I gambled on Bumblebee because I hadn't seen any feedback on him, barring one and a half reviews, both of which were like, this is surprisingly okay, so I was like, alright, I'll give him a try. Then I saw Barricade after having heard lots of the feedback, and was like, I don't want to try him out now. (laughs) Uh, At this price, at least. So I don't know. But that's a bummer about the Megatron. Um, yeah, I was like, I was hyped up for him, and yeah, it's... now I kind of want to go back and get the original again. Yeah, like outside of everything we just talked about, uh, is tank mode all right? Is transformation all right? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the transformation's fine. Uh, it's hard. It's hard to really do anything wrong with it. You know, all all things considered, uh, I I wish yeah. the tank mode had the optional tank treads the original toy had. It's strictly the hover tank, which is completely oh. game accurate. It doesn't need. It's completely yeah. game accurate, so I can't fault it for just sticking to that and not you know, complicating the design anymore. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I'm still kicking a can. But still, the treads were neat. <laughs> still, the treads were neat. Yeah, I man, I it's it's a shame. I just I mostly feel guilty. I feel like somehow I'm letting Matt Teager down that I'm chalking most of the gamer edition toys up right now to like yeah I'll catch them if they're on sale. <laughs> it feels like such a battle to get these back. It's into the not forefront. his fault. I know, but I somehow feel like we're all letting Matt Teager down. <laughs> Uh, We're all letting you down. Sorry, Teach. Sorry, Teach. Uh, all right. Well, my uh, my, my I'm I'm uh, I'm just gonna touch on the other thing I got at TFCon. That was the forefront. I got Iron Factory Bonsaitron on a on a slight whim to get a discount, primarily on the first aid from Ocular Max. I actually kind of like the the Bonsaitron. It's a very goofy, you know, Iron Factory summer like Samurai series thing. He turns into a tank or a a spider mech. Or a samurai warrior guy. Um, I don't think I have any cracked ball joints on mine. I haven't really looked that deeply, but nothing feels wrong. 
apparently I dodged bullet because I just got the bonsai trunks. I was like, oh, I missed the bludgeon, but I thought this looked cool. And yeah, I'll pick this up. I, then I went back to check on the bludgeons. Two things. A, apparently that bludgeon has some QC problems with cracky ball joints and whatnot. B, Bonsai Tron looks 80 times better than the bludgeon from colorway to sculpted, differently sculpted details to like accessories. I'm like, I think I, I think I picked the right one. Um, the only bummer about, about this Bonsai Tron is he's got like a, fu- a new funny thing to stick both his swords into with one handle and it doesn't grip the sword handles. They just fall out if you rotate it around so one is pointing down. Uh, In general, there's a lot of weirdly just off and missed tolerances on the accessories on him, and I'm not really sure how to define it all, other than just, like, everything feels wrong somewhere, because every accessory has at least, like, two places to store, and a lot of them feel good in one and awful in the other on mine. So it's kind of, like, odd. And I'm figuring out how, what I can alter and where with thickeners to like tweak everything right. Um, but yeah, the transformation yeah, is kind of a little bit rickety, but it, it's uh, oddly clever for how much hunk and junk is floating around on him, which is sort of to me a hallmark of the Samurai series Iron Factory stuff I've messed with. The Cyclonus is the other main one, and that also had a lot of like this has tons of skirt armor. It's all multi ball ball stick jointed to be out of the way in robot mode, no matter what you do. And that also means when you transform him, he just kind of feels jiggly. Um, but bludgeon feels less jiggly than the Cyclonus. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, like if you think he looks cool, if you think the design looks cool, Bonsai Tron is the one to go for. The bludgeon is a little bit boring colorway wise, and yeah, apparently has some something wrong with the plastic they used in the uh, the ball sockets, where apparently the sockets can crack a bit. As far as I know, they don't shatter. The toy still works. It's just it, it cracks and then it loses tension in the joints. But um, yeah, that was that was that was my uh, my my other half of my two part. I got a deal pickup. Um, so we'll pass over Aaron. One more transformer from you uh, for this hot potato session, if you got. Um, one. I'll go for the big one then, since I've kind of done two really short ones. Uh, I got Titan Nemesis. Right. And sh- right, she is big. She is she is tall. And and I'm not sure about the weird chin gun things. Yeah, the enhance have looked. I I I still want one a lot. Yeah. Oh, I, I think I'm should, glad I didn't go through with a pre-order. You should get one. Hopefully, you can find one at a slightly discounted price. Um, That's my hope. That's my hope. But yeah, so I'm I'm gonna move the mic around here so it's pointing at me because she is big enough. I can't have her on the desk and fiddle with her. Um, <laughs> hey, Titans. Um. <laughs> Yeah, the so she does a few different tricks in order like she's long and lanky, uh, which is part of what gives her a lot of a lot of height compared to her, her alt mode. Um but the way that she pulls the tricks off, like nothing feels like she's also hollow. Um like her her legs are actually are hollow are kind of hollow. But the, the, I think it's the, yeah, it's the vertical, um, so the, the, what is that, dorsal, ventral? The top fin of the nemesis does like a, a three-way fold 
in order to collapse down and fill in the space that would be in like the back of her lower legs. And so that gives her like the little bit of wings on the ankle, but also then fills in that space. Um, the ventral, the, the bottom fin is the one that already splits flat to like have her just like be ship facing, not like a vertical rocket piece. And that makes a good, right, right. that does a good job of like filling out her silhouette, but it sits way far back. But it also has a couple of neat, like, the way that angles of things work together between that and the bridge of the Nemesis. They tab together in order to make that solid, so it's not just sitting out there on a on an arm. It's I can hold her and make her, like, swoosh fly through the air holding that, and it all holds together from between the, the ratchets and the pegs, which to me is amazing. Um, the only thing that I kind of have issue with where she has some kibble is the like side of ship parts that sit out over her elbows because they just kind of point outwards from her elbows. And I wish that there was a, like an additional hinge or something to either make it fold upwards against her shoulder spike pieces or something to that effect. There's a li- there's a little bit of a an angle cut that lets you angle them backwards, but it's not enough because she has a lot of other ship part that hangs out pat like beyond her elbow, and so that ends up with an interference point. But the way that like her hand collapses down in order to be part of a flip around bit that hides a bunch of her like that hides her hand inside of the ship is pretty cool. The the couple of launch bays that are airlock compatible um with the little teeny tiny unpainted various generations of of seeker of of jet of other seeker of trijet and uh thrust um are are neat little <laughs> Neat little and bits thrust. That are in there. Yeah. We know he's thrust. <laughs> yeah. Uh, even just her chest. Her chest, like, looks like it's very narrow, but then there are a couple of pieces that slide up and outwards in order to broaden her chest out. And her head kind of does a similar bit where her, the, like, since her face is the Decepticon sigil, like, you pull her cheeks out a little bit. And what was the other part? You, like, pull up the crest or out the crest that there's many, many pieces that are in here that like just exist to pull extra layers out and, and fill out volume um, that I feel like even like the arc really didn't do. I don't, I don't know if there have been many Titans that have been like, and then these panels slide across in order to, like make them even bigger because all of the other, all of the other Titans I feel like have just been big by being big. And so Mm -hmm. she's, you know, very tall and, and lanky. And so gets value out of the size and the lankiness, but then has things that help fill her out some as well. All that ramble makes sense. Yeah. 
I kind I kind of get you. I I uh yeah, there's so much about her that I like. Uh and then the stuff where I was kind of hoping it was just prototype photography jank, the bits of that that just ended up being actual jank is what made me go like that and like you know, not just having the Titan class money to just throw when she came out mm-hmm. made me kind of happy. I was like, yeah, I'm kind of happy. I ended up like backing off a pre-order because, you know, Cybertron Metroplex is still floating around in my country. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, okay, it's not like a rush. Also, she is an original character Titan who is not from, and also not from G1. Therefore I find it unlikely she will just sell out because that's the damage that our fandom has. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what I'll, that's how I'll put it. So I feel cool. Um, so I, I definitely want to pick her up. I actually want to pick her up before I try to track down Cybertron Metroplex because, like, the concept is just way more interesting yeah. to me. Yeah, and um, like I said, other other than the weird elbow bits that catch, and the like, the shin gun things are a thing. Um, but she, I think she. Hey, we were just talking she, about she, third party add ons, and like, all of her weapons mm-hmm. are the kind of thing where right now I'm just sad because I'm like, oh, those could do with some upgrade kits. Yeah, and then like the, pause. the weird. The one company that does them now is unlikely to do yeah. anything for those weapons. The weird hand axe <laughs> things that are like the canards from the Nemesis, I just leave plugged in. They look better on her shoulders They're than, so his, than little. his little tiny hatchets. <laughs> Not it's not even like a proper axe. It's like a little like, oh, hold on, I've got to trim a couple of branches in order to get some firewood. Um, well, you know what? You know what? I will lay out because I sat there and you because I like this design so much. I did sit there when this was revealed to use the head cannon generator for those silly little canard mm-hmm. pluckers. Th- that's for the scene where like Ark and like and like Metroplex have like have like held off Nemesis. They got her held up like you know smashed yeah. into a wall. Everyone's getting away. Then she friggin' pops those, snatches them, and just jabs one into each of the other Titans' eyes. Yeah, I, basically. Yeah, I guess what. And yeah, like, sure. When it comes to the scale of the actual thing, those little tiny hatchets are like the size of, you know, four, you know, four story apartments. So little tiny, yeah, I and, guess, and, is a and they're like the things, term, you, but. And they're they're the things you pop out when like you know you're stuck in a corner. Mm-hmm. They think oh you know, can't get at her shin guns. We got her we got her held down. And she's like oh yeah well pop pop stup stup. I just poked your eyes with my canards so I could throw you off. And, and then, ne- never you know, mind the fact she has three different uh, turret cannons on her chest, two more on the back of her shoulders, and one that just points at the back of her own head. Like the one that's on the bridge when she's transformed into a robot just points at the back of her own head. So that's to shoot ideas into her mind. So you're going to assume think that of things like use that, my canards that it, when she's a robot, she aims them offset and they're actually like missile tube launchers, not cannons. And then that way they can like yeah. shoot around and home in. But no, I like I'd I'd kind of felt eh towards Titans after uh, Metroplex, um, Cybertron Metroplex, but uh, she's brought it mm. she's brought it back to me. So make more like like her, less like the others. Arc Arc is the most excited I've been for a Titan since Trypticon. So like then, then you uh, will if if Arc is the one that that got your your Jimmy's rustled, um, Nemesis definitely will. You may need to borrow some extra yeah, yeah. jimmies to get wrestled. That's what I figured. Like, I like Omega Supreme and I like Scorponok a lot. Um, but there was nothing 
surprising mm-hmm. about them, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, you, you, you've seen an Omega tri- Supreme before. He does yeah, Omega and, and Supreme Trypticon, things. Trypticon was the, the first one that really hit me hard because, like, A, he introduced ankle tilts, thank goodness, but, like, also, B, having that spaceship mode, like, open the imagination portal on a Titan figure wider than any of the, than either of the other two. Um, and then, yeah, Ark very similar and also just such a good contained just play experience and nemesis is another just what if just the big spaceship just turned into a big robot and it's like i think that's actually my favorite thing a titan class just yeah what if a big thing turns into a robot that's that's you know? what titans really should be <laughs> like look this is this enormous thing titanic maybe even uh what happens if and then ta-da yeah and like, like, thank goodness! Like, I was just double, I was double checking lots of photos. I forgot about this tidbit that was added to the wiki page. Uh, that apparently, at one point, they were like, maybe instead of a robot mode, she was maybe going to get like a, a a beast mode instead. And I'm like, I'm so glad you didn't do that. We just need big things turning mm-hmm. into big bipeds. Whatever. M- fist maybe if it was like a <laughs> third mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Type of thing, that, that but I like the idea of just, well, especially since Ark already turned into a, a big robot. This way you can have big robot v big robot and then go from there. I don't know if big robot v beast exactly. would be quite as cool for the, like, nameplate ships. Now, like, if they do Axelon, like, then yeah, it'd make that thing a beast because then that'd be thematic. Oh, Axelon just turned into a giant monkey. Just... Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm, I, I'm excited because, you know, I, I feel like there's a chance, even if I just get like 15% off on a Titan, that's still a chunk of change. So I'm going to keep my eyes open. And I'm putting the call out there, dear listener, if you in Canada specifically hear of this toy being on sale, like, and I haven't said I got it, like, give me a poke. Sorry, me my, a my brain had to come around to the better one. Axelon becomes a bat. Dark side becomes a crocodile. Oh, perfect. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I agree. <laughs> I hate that I can see how the dark side could do that, too. Oh, imagine the, like, the front just opens and there's teeth the size of buildings. Uh, all right. Well, that's that is hard, actually really good to hear because it was hard to this is not meant to be offensive to anyone, but like it was hard to discern some of the feedback on Nemesis because I think a lot of folks were conflating feedback on the toy with also feedback on being lukewarm to the concept. Um, like basically people who, who are more interested in Titans that are from things they've seen. Right. And that's, that's what's always going to hold nemesis and arc back is that there are no cartoons worth watching with scenes worth watching very specifically. I'll say that support these existing. So like, it's completely valid to feel nothing looking at this because, like, there was no show, no story, no nothing that makes this cool. It's all got to be in your imagination, and sadly, that's the case for Ark too. Didn't even get to transform on screen. Poor Ark. Uh. All right. Um. Ugh. I started with Aaron this time. Yes. So TJ, <laughs> pass the potato to you. Uh. All right. Going off my list again. Because I decided I wanted to talk about this more. So I got uh, Trans uh, Transart Black Agent, which is their Ravage. Can I just say, poor Barricade. (laughs) (laughs) 
barricade is just okay. <laughs> Clear this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, third party Beast Wars Ravage. It's uh, interesting. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this right now. We're gonna point this out right now. This was made for the robot mode. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, obviously, because th- it doesn't have a beast mode in the show, and trying to get a full size Ravage like this to turn into a cassette when it also needs to include transmetal Cheetor parts, a little bit rough. Uh, that's it. It has a beast mode. It has a beast mode in that Ravage points his head up and gets down on all fours and you plug a tail on. I was about to say... That's the beast mode. I, I hadn't... I couldn't remember much about the Transart Ravage and I'm looking at him and I'm kind of like... I I think the PulseCon one actually pulled this off a little bit <laughs> as far as having a beast oh, mode. Oh, it... Oh, no, 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 no. The PulseCon one absolutely did. Yeah. Because it was clear they were trying, like, uh, it's a, I mean, you mean, they, they had the Cheetor as a starting point still, but they actually, you know, they weren't, they weren't limited with the idea of like, hey, we've already tooled the bottom half of this character design. Why were we going to bother, like, changing that? Let's just reuse that part of the mold and just redo the chest and arms and head. Yeah. It's like, I don't begrudge them for it. Because, again, it's not entirely inaccurate. It's just like, yes, there's there's very little attempt made to make it an actual Transformer. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. I mean, that, that's um, fair. Because they, they're going for this Masterpiece vibe, and it's like, yeah, Masterpiece Ravage from Beast Wars doesn't actually have to turn into anything that is feasible. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, what you have beyond that, like... To, it it is the the beast mode is throwaway to the point where there is no uh, articulation in the actual robot mode hands to accomplish the front paws. You have to swap them on the ball joint. I was just going and checking that actually uh, based on the photos because I was like, I see in the tray he has hand swaps already, so it's just just a hand swap again, and yeah. it's just a hand swap. Yes, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. You know what? It's using so it's a play pattern the toy already has technically, so mm-hmm. as a transformer, the PulseCon one definitely works better. I would say yeah. this does look like it walked right off of the cartoon, like it mm-hmm. like the like the accuracy to that is immaculate, like right down to like the weird floaty Tigatron head. <laughs> like, in that, they did a really really good job. Uh, like it, and just just to stand there amongst the rest of the Beast Wars cast, he does look really, really good. So, I think he does exactly what he's supposed to do. And then everything after that is just really neat added function. So he does, he, yes, he does come with swappable hands. His mouth does open up, and all that is painted inside. So they did a good job there. Um, the tail is optional. Uh, it is there is a plug on and off. Um, he has uh, so the other thing they took off of him were just kind of like the uh, well, well I don't even know if they I, I, have to, I have to dig up the Cheetor to double check, but he has panels on his back that feel like they're like leftovers from Cheetor's flight mode. Hmm. I could be wrong on that. 
but they pop open and there is a little spot and, and it does come with one to store a tiny cassette. Huh? So it does not turn into a cassette, but it does come with a prop of one. Oh, I mean, yeah, that when I said reasonable transformations, that is kind of the, that was what was on my mind. Is he, <laughs> just give him a little cassette because he can't turn into that. That, that is, I'm, I'm going to be bold and say that a hot take that is physically impossible. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm down. I'm down with that. I, I'm more, more, I'm more, I'm more proud of the fact that we, that a, a ravaged toy exists in the world that stores cassettes. Yeah, I can feel like he he's, he's grown up after his father after all. Uh, best thing. Okay, so I already really liked this toy just for how it looked, because it is just the a perfect rendition of how he looked in the show. Um, what made me really fall in love with this thing is the twin guns, which already look way beefier and like more show accurate than the previous attempts that Hasbro and Takara have made in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what gets me magnets. Oh, I caught wind of this from someone else. Yeah. I heard about this. Yeah, so in the show, uh, he holsters them on the sides of his hips, but there are no holsters on the show or the toy. So it's all done with magnets hidden in the hips and the guns. Yeah, it's And sick. I love it. That's, that's Now, it does mean the guns have specific sides they go to. If you try to put them on the wrong sides, they will, like, op- they will be, like, uh, uh, the same polar side, and they will force themselves off. So there is a specific left gun and a right gun, but the fact that it does just work. I, in general, I just, I think I just really like when magnets are the solution to a problem on a toy. Yeah, I think that's just a lot of fun to use. Yeah, like they they introduce from from some unrelated experience, they introduce a very certain fail point in production that has actually happened in ca- some cases, not Transformers. That fail point being pretty obvious. I'm actually not going to say what it is. I'm going to leave it to the viewer to find out what that fail point is. Use your logic brain. Um, but I also haven't heard about that being a problem on this guy. And that is a super cool solution to that problem. Like, especially when he doesn't really do much else, as you said. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. He just, yeah, he just looks pretty. Yeah, that's all, that's all he really has to do is look pretty. So when he's got... Some neat tricks like that, that that makes me appreciate him a lot more. I was looking at rear shots of him and I'm seeing where the hinges are you're talking about for the cassette. I see it now. Uh, yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know if at this point in my life, this is something I would chase after. But like, yeah, it's, it seems really well done. I I have been hearing so much buzz on trans art stuff that like they are they are definitely pulling off something really cool, like just in general. Yeah. Uh, um, I, yeah, I, I've got five of their offerings so far. I really only dislike the rat trap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything else has been fantastic out of them. Well, and I, and I got a, I got a friend who picked up the rat trap and then was like, I actually really like the rat trap. And I was like, well, that's great. Cause that means that like, they like now, at least according to my, my own data from admittedly like two and a half sources, uh, the rat trap is merely divisive. It's, <laughs> 
Uh, and I saw the, the Transmetal Tarantulas is actually the one that might make me do one. Um, even though it was pointed out that they, they do a fake chest on him because the eyes change shape. And that does kind of make me go like, you know, soft jerk off in the air motion slightly, but, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I'm like, to me, that just makes me more curious where they hid that chest. Yeah. Well, if you look, there's a profile like that, shot, there's a profile shot of the motorcycle mode and you can see the, the robot chest underneath the motorcycle mode in profile. Um, it's just chilling out, but on the opposite end of the toy from where the spider eyes are for the spider mode and the motorcycle mode. So my main curiosity that I want to know before I pick one up is like, okay, with that chest swap thing happening, is the transformation still fun? Because if it is, then we all good. Because uh, otherwise, yeah, it looks it looks excellent, and Transmetal Tarantulas is like the kind of design that makes me like dip into a line without wanting to like necessarily like go all in because I I just love how he looks. He's a he's a gorgeous design in general. Um, yeah, uh, I've I've got the I've got him on pre order because I absolutely it's probably one of my favorite designs in Beast Wars period. But I've also got the Transmetal Two Dinobot on order because that's another design I really like, and I was never happy with the original toy because it got floppy so easily. Oh yeah, and and it was suffering trying to pull off what it was trying to pull off. Like, oh yeah, that's the kind of toy where it's like Deluxe actually is too small and too limited for this to work. Uh. It's not like a it's not like a complicated transformation idea, but it it is moving two sets of limbs to such a degree that like this is a little bit much. Uh, I had I forgot that they this was because they announced like a bajillion things all of a sudden. I forgot this is one of them. This looks actually really cool too. Um, there's even a prototype shot out already. Jeez. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, <laughs> I'm I'm considering that tarantulas at least. Um. Yeah, man. Just I, I just, endless trans art, uh, positivity feedback has been my last like month and a half. So this is this is fun to hear some more. Um, I'll uh, I'll close up our little acquisition section here with uh, I got the toy at TFCon. Actually, there was there was a TFCon exclusive called Huntsman, which is a stalker, uh, remade out of fans hobbies double dealer who I already kind of wanted to pick up. But then I saw the stalker and, and Huntsman, the stalker was like, well, I had a stalker when I was a child and I am very attached to that color scheme and that design. But I was also like, I don't want to put any work into getting stalker. That's like how I'm going to be a check and a balance on myself. I'm going to calm. I told myself I will just calmly walk into the dealer room at my leisure on Saturday without lining up and just see if I can buy one. And then by all accounts, with all the hype building and you know selling through all the ones that were there for the Friday crowd, I was like, I expect I will not get one, but I'm going to just give it the old, like, casual college try. So I skipped the lineup. I was in the TCG room about an hour after the lineup or whatever before the general public came in. I was like, I'm going to go hit the dealer room before it gets really stuffy. Just walked in, strolled over to the Chosen Prime table. There were six Huntsmans still there. So I was like, well, guess I'm buying one. And (laughs) so I bought one. Uh... And I quite like him. Uh, I, in fact, only have one major problem with him. And I think this is just by virtue of, like, how fans hobby acts, you know, uh, not acts, but how they do things as a company. And that this is a convention-oriented, very limited release of, like, 600 pieces. He is stuffed to the gills with unused engineering left over from Double Dealer. Uh, 
and it sort of is a bummer. I don't see a solution to it that doesn't involve just gutting the toy and possibly, like, them just being left with tons of parts at the factory. So, like, I don't think there's, like, a clean solution for anybody here. But it is sort of a bummer because it immediately just makes me go, like, so this means I still kind of want the double dealer because this isn't a strict replacement. And then, like, him, him having all these extra moving parts makes the transformation harder because you can't intuit it. Uh, you need to look at the instructions, in my opinion, to have a really good time, because at least 20% of the moving parts don't do anything on this version. Yeah, and they that's, will distract you horrifically. That's I, I did a one round through with mine, and yeah, having having so many vestigial bits um, was, yeah. was frustrating because you lose any sort of like, oh, and then this clearly goes there because it's like, oh, what are these wings for? Hmm? Well, and, and for those who don't know, uh, Fans Hobby's Double Dealer is not just a triple changer. He's actually a quadruple changer who has a bird-oriented robot mode with a different head. So that's why there are so many extra moving parts is because there is engineering for the head to transform swap with a bird-shaped head or bird-themed head, I should say, that has the wings deployed in robot mode. And so between that, so this toy, the stalker version, is a truck that turns into a robot. And there are leftover parts for a non-existent bird mode and a non-existent birdman robot mode. Uh, there is a rocket launcher mode that some of the engineering sort of is related to that I think the double dealer had as well. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, it is, I still am really happy I got it because I think it, it actually looks really really strong like with all the remolded parts and the, and the colors being close enough in my opinion but now i also am like yeah i think i do want to eventually pick up the double dealer um with the toy color wings that or the i guess like not the toy color wings but the wings that are green so they blend in in vehicle mode uh because that's another thing there are two versions of that double dealer with wings that blend in in the vehicle mode so they are green or wings that are pink so that they're louder in bird mode and birdman mode but then there are just pink hunks on the missile carrier mode because uh, they're they're kooky folks at fans hobby. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I, I, I think Huntsman is good. I think that overpaying for Huntsman would be a catastrophe because as soon as you're paying an extra like 50 to 100 bucks for that toy and then you deal with these little foibles that he has, I think that those foibles would be like twice as loud at least. Um, so I, I'm glad I got him just at the show. Uh, and he was still a little expensive. Like, limited run 600 is what makes him feel okay to me, uh, as far as the price. But yeah, the the vestigialness of some things is like, oh, there is a, a lot. There is a lot. <laughs> I was, Aaron, I was basically, when I transformed him by myself in my room after messing with Grams, I was like, wait, so like that, that tangent I went on for like eight minutes on Grams, I could just ignore and just transform the arms. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I didn't have to rotate them back and forth and through this thing and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, yeah, uh, I, I like it, though. And, and hey, it's the first time that I have owned a larger fans hobby piece. My other fans hobby piece was uh, Athena, the Minerva. That Minerva is fine. I don't actually... Personally, I actually don't like it that much. While trying to also ignore how mine had a horrific QC problem... Uh, I think it's it's a decent design that just doesn't feel great, and 
The Huntsman feels so good. I don't understand how Minerva's tabs and slots on some of her door parts just like they just don't really work that well. Um, Huntsman feels like night and day. Almost feels like a different company to me. So good news because I still want their Thunder Clash. Uh, anyway, that brings us to our final part of this podcast. A quick listener question um, from Inhuman Elm. Uh, I, this one has a big buildup, but actually it's kind of quick. Um, Yo, podcast team, I beseech you, please combine your collective knowledge pool to answer my simple question. It requires Aaron's Magic the Gathering knowledge, TJ's Transformers Victory knowledge, and Chris's Canadian healthcare. And of course, Army of Bees' ability to convert your answers into sound waves such as that mere mortals such as myself can understand. My question is, why do Magic players sometimes say, let's say go, when passing the turn? Seems like a weird coincidence that it's the same as Victory's tagline. I could Google this, but currently my Google searches are tied up in trying to find Pyra and Mithra amiibos. Peace out. So, TJ, why do Magic players sometimes say, let's say go? Obvious answer. Uh, I would... Obvious. I... They have good taste? I don't know. Precisely. Magic players known to always have good taste. I would need to hear enough Magic the Gathering being played in order to catch this. True. Time to start F and M at your sh- at your sh- your store, specifically. Do <laughs> you <to> d- <laughs> hear? Th- so, Aaron, why do why do they say "Let's say go" and pass? The I turn? don't know if I've ever heard anybody say "Let's say go." I've seen a lot of times I, first turn is like mountain and go or island and go, where go is just like the shortcut of, and I'm done with everything. Because this can become a very long thing of combat. Um, There's had there there, there's a whole like controversy over a guy that was English as second language says said combat as in do you want to move to combat and the other guy thought it was combat as in I'm now declaring attackers and that has different meanings at a tournament level that then a judge was super, super dumb and really screwed over the guy that was not English as a primary language. Um, So a lot of language for things comes down to the various shortcuts that people use in order to say a whole lot of things without going per pursuant to rule 209.1.4.7. I would like to. So... The and go or whatever, as uh, in and I'm done with my turn, unless you have any end of turn effects that you wish to play. Using my Canadian healthcare, uh, I I am having so I think I've heard this in YouTube gameplays, but the way I remember it is this very specific memory where I think there's an equal chance I have incepted this on myself. Bernstein Bears style. So bear that in mind. But I remember an exchange that goes like I play a mountain, tap the mountain, I'm gonna play my Sol Ring, go to tap my Sol Ring, and let's say go. Cause that's like the that's yeah. like the joke, right? It's like you think they're gonna pop off on turn one. They're like, no, I'm just playing a Sol Ring and I'm tapping it for nothing because I have nothing to play. I'm just messing with you. Let's say looking through my hand, mm-hmm. let's say go. Yeah. So I've I think I've heard that. But yeah, maybe that's mostly me. I, I've heard something like that, but it's not like let's say go. It's like because eh, yeah. 
because you always want to pretend like you've got interaction. Like I could do a bunch of things, but I'm choosing not to yeah. right now instead of looking at your hand that's just a dumpster fire and letting everybody else at the table know that you're an easy mark. You're like, well, uh, I could do this. Or I could do well, this. That's uh, also the trick, yeah, let's, right? Yeah, just go. Just it's let's say trick, go. It's the trick to get away with. It's the trick to get away with playing turn one Sol Ring because turn one Sol Ring usually is calling to everyone, "Hey, everyone, kill me!" Mm-hmm. Right? If if no one else does it, so if you want to play that turn one Sol Ring, you play it, then you tap it, and they're like, "Okay, where's the arcane signet?" But instead, you go like, "I'm tapping it." Because I got, I just wanted to play my Sol Ring. Leave me alone. Mm-hmm. And there is a decent chance that like that diffuses the situation. So that everyone goes like, okay, but next time, if you don't want to get beat up, you you don't play that turn one soul ring unless someone else does, mister. Uh, that's a whole aspect of commander psychology I never had thought about five years ago that I'm now thinking about. Um, and I've, I've goldfished a bunch of games with my new decks I made. And I was like, oh, there's there are many times where you have an opening hand with soul ring and arcane signet. But don't ever play them on turn one, not unless you have something to use. And, and, unless unless the, you have kill you. the solid line on turn two to use the four to six mana that you then should have after that, yeah. Because yeah, otherwise, everyone will just assume you do and that you're bluffing. So even if you're telling the truth, mm-hmm. they will look at your six mana open on turn two and go like, I don't believe you, die. Mm-hmm. And, and then no matter what happens, if you go like, you see, nothing happened. It'll be like, no, we disrupted your hand. No, we gave you life loss. Don't try to trick us. And you're like, I'm not tricking anyone. I just wanted to play a cool turn one. Ah. So, yeah, um, I think Let's Say Go is just it's it's mostly people who are trying to be coy. Uh, I, I originally when I read this, I, when I skimmed this question, I thought, oh, this is going to be about pass or play, because that is kind of oddly confusing if you don't know. And I sometimes forget with pass or play because I haven't looked at one V one magic in a long time. So yeah, that's confusing. But then I was like, what does it have to do with victory? Wait, let's say go. Oh no, I'm confused. Also who's Pyra and Mithra. <laughs> Cause I, I, I know amiibos are the, are Nintendo, but I don't know Pyra the, and Mithra. They're, they're, they're fire emblem characters. Fire emblem, right? Sword. Oh, fire emblem sword user in smash Am I, is uh, that what they are? xenoblade chronicles yeah. two is what's oh right out. right 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 oh xenoblade uh, chronicles yeah, right right um um yeah okay now i remember yeah because they're they're the same character but like two different sides thing xenoblade chronicles is big splittable controller for switch right that's what i mostly big remember splittable. it's like the one or am I, is that, is that the, cause there was a game with robots that was like the game for the big Nintendo branded splittable controller to stick on the Switch originally. I never played it. <laughs> I mean, oh no, it wasn't. Xenoblade Chronicles is an RPG and I'm thinking of an action game. Never mind. No, no, you're, th- no, you're, th- uh, oh, what was it now? Now it's going to bug me because I, I, you're thinking of Damon X Machina. Demon X Machina, that's what it is. Yes, yes. There's there's the letter X in there, which is... <laughs> and it's robots. Xenoblade Chronicles has the letter X in it, and I believe still robots. Uh, so yeah, that all makes sense. That all makes sense. Anyway, <laughs> magic's weird. Uh, I've actually put onto... I, I made an account on one of the Magic the Gathering decklist sites. There's two of them. What, which one did I make an account on? 
where was it? Here it is. Architect. That's where I made an account. Um, so if you want to know my, my, my Transformers decks, like, bother me, and I can share them with you. Um, anyway, that brings us to the end of this episode of WTF and TFW. So, uh, stay tuned for more WTF and TFW, because we're going to keep talking about Transformers. Uh, always make sure to heap some praise on Army of Bees. Uh, I think the secret code on TFW, if I remember correctly. Basically, our editor, who has been uh, doing a whole lot of editing through... Uh, Major life events, and uh, and and still doggedly kept at it, and I, I very much appreciate that because our editor is doing it for free. So like, there is there is no reasonable time. Yeah, secret code on TFW. There's no t- there's no reasonable time to start going like get that get gotta crack the whip on the editor because we're we're all doing this for free. Uh, Army of Bees is the one who came to me and said, "I'm happy to do it for free. I just want to edit a thing and and etc." So. I want to. I want to give an. Um, I've given the shout out before, but I want to give another major shout out because that is uh, highly important. It has really helped me to not have to think about editing right after recording, because that I, I realized many years ago that entered into the realm, the common internet media realm of I'm doing multiple people's jobs, whose jobs are better when they're not done by the same person. Uh, our podcast about Rise of the Beasts had all kinds of cool, cute editing and stuff done in it that would not be there if I'd edited it because I would have just been the one talking through it with with, uh, with you guys. And, like, I would not have the energy to re-listen. I realized the first one of these that, uh, that Jared edited was... Uh, it was like, oh, you actually can listen through it all because you weren't there to hear the conversation. So it, there's actual value for you to also just listen to it. Anyway, this is all my way of saying please go thank the editor of this podcast because I highly, highly am appreciative myself. Um, other than that, Aaron, TJ, thank you for joining me, and we will talk to all of you later on in your life. I almost just yelled, come, and I don't even know why. I It means, but you got some badass perpetrators and they're here to stay. I've come. I am coming. Because I'm coming for you. Let them come.